Wrestle Rant Radio here today for March 29, 2016. We are only five days away from WrestleMania 32 this Sunday, only on the WWE Network. I'm Graham Jesus Matthew, sitting alongside the one, the only, the illustrious RJ Marceau. RJ, how are you doing today? Doing good tonight, Graham. Excited, excited for WrestleMania so. on Sunday? I'm very excited. And TakeOver on Friday? Very excited for TakeOver. And the too. Hall of Fame on Saturday? Yeah, not as uh, excited for the other two, but... And Raw on Monday. Yes. And the Mick Foley podcast on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> everything, right? Yep. Everything wrestling-related. Lucha Underground tomorrow, everything. Yep. Everything. So I'm pumped. But we're not alone. As always, we got our WrestleMania roundtable for the third consecutive year. We got him on the show. We got him, folks. He was booked. He was busy. Had to pull some strings, but we got him. At Yoder21 from the Twitter, Mike Yoder and the Cut alumni. Mike, how you doing today, brother? Doing good, man. Doing good. Pretty tired, uh, but hanging in there. How was your experience at Raw last night in Brooklyn? Oh, man, it was awesome. It was, good. It was sweet. I, uh, funny story, actually, I was supposed to go to um, the MSG show on Friday mm-hmm. uh, for Daniel Bryan Appreciation Night. Art, and I think it actually went to that. Um, but once I found out Daniel Bryan wasn't going to be there, I actually, uh, they were, they like, they let me slip, swap tickets and I actually ended up... Uh, Working out for, yeah, it was a good show. Real good show. Nice, we'll nice. Yeah. I would say it worked out for the better. You got to see Taker, Shane, Triple H, all the big oh, stars. Yeah. So pretty much everybody. Brock Lesnar. So yeah, it was a pretty good show. Yeah. So I'm glad you had a fun time in uh, in Brooklyn last night. Like you said, Daniel Bryan pulling out of the MSG show on Friday. No one really knows what's going on with Daniel Bryan. Did you enjoy the special last night, RJ? Yeah, it was really good. On the WWE Network. Yep. Very good special. But that's not it. We got another fourth member here on the show today. We got our... Four members of the Five Horsemen here on WrestleRant Radio, excluding John. He'll be here probably next week or the week after. We got the one, the only, Arden Franklin, host of WrestleMania Memories, his own podcast. Got a lot of great stuff going into the WrestleMania season. And he met John Cena today. He met Big Match John. Arden, how are you doing today? Only five days out of I'm WrestleMania. Doing good. I'm doing good, man. You know, I've been on cloud nine for like the last few hours. You know, I can't, I can't lie to you. But, man, it's just been incredible, man. I'm feeling really good, man. WrestleMania week, you know, being able to meet my guy, John Cena, today and take part in this interview, it it was incredible. It really was, man. It was incredible. Like, I still can't believe it. So, of course, for people that don't follow you on the Twitter, at Arden Sports Talk, follow him now. So, you tweeted out a few of your thoughts or your interaction with John Cena earlier today for people that didn't see the tweets. So, basically, what did you ask John Cena about and did he, you know, tease anything in terms of his WrestleMania status for Sunday? Um, when it came to it today, I went to a John Cena interview that was taking place on Center Stage. Center Stage on a show. It's a show that's on the Yes Network. The Yes Network, you know, is the home of the New York Yankees and Brooklyn Nets. And it's hosted by Michael K. Now, Michael K. should be a familiar name. If you listen to, like, ESPN New York and, or you listen or watch Yankee games. And basically, I had an opportunity towards the end of the show to, to meet John, take some pictures with him and talk to him. And... The biggest thing that really came from my time at the interview was other than the fact that it was like, holy crap, like I'm beating a childhood hero, somebody that I grew up watching and who really influenced and changed my life in ways, was the fact that everything that the WWE has showed us about him is real. Like, like that's actually him. Like, mm-hmm. I know the IWC and others, they hate his character and, and things like that, but it's like... I've seen this guy up close. I've seen the way he interacts with people. I see the way he carries himself. Like, I'm actually getting to see it. And it's like, now I see why he doesn't want to go heel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, now I see why he doesn't want to go heel or, 
not see why he acts the way he acts because it's him. And to, and to be honest with you, man, other than the other stuff I wanted to share with you, everything that Cena was talking about, especially when it came to wrestling, he really had some interesting, interesting points that he made when it came to wrestling. And and it was great stuff, man, and I can't wait to share with you guys. It was, just, it was an incredible stuff, man. Nice, nice. We'll get into that in a little bit as the show goes on along here. But before we get started, Mike, I know you had one brief uh, shout-out for your boys from another podcast for another cancer thing going on tomorrow, if you want to talk about that briefly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. As you know, uh, Twitter, great little, great little universe that brings people together. I think we all have probably been on Twitter. Um, but uh, Ed Stefano, um, he's a you know, kid from Philadelphia who I've, who I've met through Twitter. Uh, Twitter friend, I guess, and uh, he's got a podcast. His Twitter handle is at rant, rant with Ant. Um, and tomorrow, March thirty first, uh, they are doing a twenty four hour um, podcast, and it's to raise money for uh, charity. Um, you can go to let me see real quick. Uh, you can go to crushingcancer dot the wrestle addict, which is the name of their podcast uh, dot com. So again, it's uh, crushingcancer.therestleaddict.com. Uh, and if you want to buy a t-shirt, again, the proceeds will go to cancer. Um, shop at therestleaddict.com if you want a shirt. They actually they have some pretty good shirts. So again, uh, you know, and to Stefano. And uh, tomorrow should be a uh, good cause. And those guys are actually, those guys are pretty funny. So it should be a pretty entertaining uh, 24 hours as well. Perfect, perfect. Just in time for WrestleMania week. No better time to do it. Check it out, guys. And with that being said, let's get started. WrestleMania predictions on Sunday. But before we get into the predictions for Sunday, I got one question for you, RJ. I've asked you this every single week since we started doing this podcast. We've been doing this forever, but since it started the road to WrestleMania, are you ready? Are you ready for WrestleMania 32? I'm ready. I think there's some, there's some not, ro- not roadblocks, no oh, pun intended, okay, but okay. there's some... Something around this WrestleMania, like, I, th- I have a feeling it's going to be really, really good, but I also have a feeling, like, it, it might be really, really bad. Um, Hot steamy people. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'm, like, looking at the card and trying to dissect, like, what I like and what I don't like, and I think there's more of I don't like than there is I do like. Uh-oh. As of right now, so I'm, hope, I'm, hope, I'm like, keeping hope, but right now I'm kind of, like, 50-50. Was that the case last year, too, and the year before, or no? No, I, I think the last couple of years have kind of like had new, fresh feuds. I think this year they're kind of like regurgitating some older feuds, and they're kind of like putting them in the mid card. But like, I want to see new stuff. I want to see the stuff that we've already seen. Like we've seen AJ Styles and Chris Jericho. This will be the fourth time we've seen them, and we've seen New Day and the League, League of Nations. Nations like, League of Losers. League of Losers like a hundred times already before <laughs> their match, and it, there's nothing on the line. So why should I care this time? It doesn't matter if they win or lose. So. I don't know. It should be a good show, but I have a slight hope it might be really bad. It's some reservations. It yeah. might not be too good. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We'll like see. I said, the last couple of years have been phenomenal. When we thought yeah. all else would fail, they exceeded expectations. They were two great shows. Yep. I look forward to watching WrestleMania they 31. Have, they, don't have, uh, they don't have Seth Rollins to, uh, they don't have Seth Rollins to count on this year either. It's kind of sad. Exactly. They're on the architect. Passion this year. <laughs> Or just wearing no the Never Shuts Up no t-shirt as we speak. <laughs> we need the architect at WrestleMania. We need the architect somehow. Some capacity. <laughs> that, 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 that's Seth Rollins. That's Seth Rollins. Seriously. Shows up in the cell. Tombstone. Not tombstones. Curve stomps the Undertaker. I go nuts. <laughs> Don't see what's happening. 
<laughs> good old, old rubber knee hitting the curb stomp on Taker. I can see it happening. Who knows? So uh, anyway, Arden, are you ready for WrestleMania on Sunday? Yes, I'm ready. You know, and to be honest with you, I'm ready more so because of the things I'm doing. So I'm ready because of the fact that, again, I did the, I did the Johnson interview. I'm ready because I knew that I was going to be talking wrestling with you guys, you my guys, when it comes to this. So I was excited about that. And, of course, you brought up my special WrestleMania Project Mania memories, which I've been doing over the last two weeks. Thank you to everybody that's been checking it out and sharing it. It's been a lot of fun. And basically... I'm still deciding what I'm going to do. I might drop two separate new episodes, or I might just make one long episode with the final two matches on my list. And, of course, I'm doing a live post-show. I mean, the folks out there that have paying attention really like my live post-shows. So I'm doing one right after WrestleMania. So I'm definitely ready for the big show, but more so because of the things I've been doing, and I know what you guys are going to be doing. Perfect. Like you said, there's always so much going on in WrestleMania week. If anything else, even if WrestleMania blows on Sunday, it's always a bunch of fun talking to you guys, reviewing it, previewing it, everything, talking to NXT TakeOver WrestleMania on Sunday, everything. It's always a blast. And uh, RJ, every single day this week, apparently, and last week, you've already broken your record for most consecutive articles per day since, like, last He's Monday. Right? A lot of great stuff going on. Yeah. So what else do you got going on this week, RJ? I can't spoil everything. Oh my! What's going up? What's going up tomorrow? Uh, top five celebrities that belong in the WWE Hall of Fame. Ah, okay. I'll give a sneak peek to the to the listeners. Okay, controversial subject going up tomorrow and next day wrestling. Sounds like controversial. It could be. You could put. I don't know. Hugh Jackman in the list or something. Good. He, he deserves <laughs> it. So who knows? he deserves it more <laughs> than Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Who knows? There's a lot of people that you can put yeah. on the list. But uh, WrestleMania Recall, got two more articles to go. Number two and one, favorite WrestleMania matches of all time. I'm sure you're going to like the selections. That's going up this week, too. Got everything going up this week. But, uh, Mike, last but not least, are you ready for WrestleMania on Sunday? Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. I, I've actually, this is, I'm obviously going to watch WrestleMania and uh, I'm with RJ. My, um, my, Enthusiasm. I don't want to be a negative Nancy, but uh, my enthusiasm for it over the past few months uh, has definitely wavered. It's definitely gone down. But uh, I'm hoping they'll, they'll pull. They'll pull something out. They'll. They'll still shock. They'll figure some way to shock us, and they'll do something memorable. Um, something memorable will come out of this show. Uh, it's just too big of a show not to. Hundred thousand people in the biggest stadium in the U.S. They'll do something. Um, we'll talk about it later when we're doing our predictions. Uh, but they will do something that will just blow up Twitter and blow up the internet. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's a good show. Like RJ said, they are regurgitating a lot of storylines. Like, I don't need to see AJ Styles, like Chris Jericho again, you know. Uh, Mania is a card. That should be matches that you're seeing for the first time. And dream about matchups and all that. Uh, but, you know, like I said, we'll get into that. Uh, I hope it's a good show. I think it will be. You know, they always step their game up, and we'll see how it goes. I hope so. Like you said, WrestleMania this year, 100,000 people, AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Is it too big to fail, RJ? Is it too big to fail? We said the same thing about WrestleMania 27, and it was poop, so who knows? I, th- I, think, it, I think it can fail. I think, I think they're using the injuries as an excuse if it does fail, but I think... When you're writing a show and trying to con- contain an audience, 
You need to make what's compelling. Like I said, I don't need to see AJ Styles and Chris Jericho the, for the 20th time. I could have, they could have just waited and done Kevin Owens and AJ Styles, whereas Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, instead of throwing five people in a ladder match that no one really cares about, and then th- throwing two people that people actually care about in the match. Like, why does anyone want to see Zack Ryder, who hasn't been on TV in months in the match, or Stardust, or Stinkara? Like, and then you're supposed to have this big prestigious U.S. title, but it's on the pre-show which makes no sense, and then you're taking <laughs> titles away, adding stipulations. Like, they're trying to, like, take everything they have and just throw it together and just hopefully... It's like throwing up on the ceiling on the side of the wall and hope it sticks, and that's what they're doing right now. It's a cluster. Yes. It's a cluster. I think it could be good. That's just me being optimistic. I think it could be good. It could I, be... I think it could be good, too, but yeah, I think I know. Yeah. it could be really bad, too. Five-year anniversary of WrestleMania 27 <laughs> on, on April 3rd. It's going to be five years to the day. From WrestleMania 27, and that show, that was a shit show. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how, you know, how WrestleMania 32 fares. But without further ado, let's get started here. WrestleMania 32 on Sunday, we'll kick off with the kickoff matches here. Starting with none other than the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal for the first time ever. It will be 20 people, not the traditional 30. So none of these people have been confirmed, but based off what we saw on Raw last night, the combatants will include Heath Slater, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, Adam Rose, Big Show Kane, Tyler Breeze, Goldust, R-Truth, Darren Young, Mark Henry, Connor, Victor, Jack Swagger, Fandango, and Damian Sandow. That's 16 people right there, which leaves four to go. So we'll see who else enters, who may be taken out. Like I said, none of these people are official other than the social outcast, Big Show Kane, and Breeze. So we'll see. Um, not a very star-studded casting crew. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these are just the heroes of WWE Superstars main event, but not too surprising considering the match really hasn't got much build at all. Um, but RJ, I'll start with you. Who do you think is going over in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, the third annual? I'm going to say, oh, this is tough. I'd say my favorite's Kane. I think Kane is my favorite. I'd say Sleeper would be one of the uh, one of the uh, social outcast members. One of them, and then I say the Dark Horse, the Wyatt family, if they're in it. Okay. You think Braun Strowman? Not. Do you think Wyatt could be in it? I think Wyatt could be in it. What else he gonna do? Not appear on the show. <laughs> yeah. I, feel to like be I, on I the was show. talking to someone today. I feel like they'll be on the show. I mean, I don't know. I feel like they they feel that they are above that, and that's why they're not in the match as it is already. But then why wouldn't you put them in a match at WrestleMania? Like Eva Marie, Zack Ryder, fucking all these losers have matches at WrestleMania before the Wyatt family does. So we'll see what it leads to. I mean, I don't think they have a bigger plan. We've been talking to this for a long time. We sat on this show with Mike two years ago talking about why Bray Wyatt needed to win at WrestleMania. Against John Cena. Against John Cena. Against Big Match John. And he... Failed. He <laughs> lost. And the guy's been a flop ever since then. Yep. It has nothing to do with him. It has all to do with creative and the fact they fucking just fucked buried this guy him. over. They buried, buried him. him. Buried him. And a year ago with Mike, we talked about on this very show, the WrestleMania Roundtable, <laughs> for the second consecutive year, why he needed to beat The Undertaker. And he lost. <laughs> again. And you said in your bold predictions article a couple months, RJ, that he needed a win at WrestleMania. And he's not even at the fucking show as of right now. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, anyway, to go off on a tangent. They're starting... You're here, they're starting a new streak, and it's the winless streak. He's going to go 0-21, <laughs> and then Brock Lesnar will come back in 22 years and beat him. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my only hope. He'll go 0-20 oh. at WrestleMania, then, he'll, then Brock Lesnar will come back, and he'll beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And he'll finally win a match at WrestleMania. No, the streak is over, according to Michael Cole. Yep. Um, but anyway. <laughs> so what's your final pick? Uh, Kane. Kane, okay, okay. I'm going to go with Mark Henry. I feel like the Texas native will win. 
I know he's like injured right now. He broke a rib on a simple bump a couple months ago, but I feel like they'll throw him a bone. Either that or Kane, like you said. Big Show might win for the second straight year. I see no purpose in that. But we're talking about like attitude era guys here. We're, the final three, my top three guys that will win are Big Show, Kane, and Mark Henry. There is something wrong with that, that we're predicting Big Show, Kane, and Mark Henry, and that no one else has a shot in hell of winning this thing, <laughs> other than maybe the Wyatt family. Damian Sandow's in this thing, which makes me cry, because this guy hasn't been on TV in a year, and he almost won last year, but anyway, that's another rant for another day. So, Arden, I'll go to you next. Who do you think is winning the third annual Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? This is a, this is the type of match that nobody wants to pick. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if I had to pick for some strange reasons, I'm going to go with Curtis Axel. Okay. I don't know, I saw like a little YouTube video that the, that, that the WWE posted on YouTube, and for some reason I was just very intrigued by what he was talking about and how he was saying it. And for some reason I just said, that's what I'm going with Curtis Axel. So, for really no good reason other than watching that video, I'm going with Curtis Axel, even though it will probably be one of the three that uh, RJ mentioned. Or it should be an NXT guy. Like, somebody from NXT, they bring him up. But, it's, you know, and I want to elaborate on this real quickly. It's really sad how useless this Battle Royal is. After two years after his debut. Mm-hmm. This thing about it, when this Battle Royal debuted, this was looked at as the thing that was going to help Cesaro get to another level. Remember that? <laughs> WrestleMania trying to forget. Cesaro... Yeah, Cesaro has this freaking moment where he picks up Big Show. It's still crazy to watch watch it back whenever you, whenever you get the ch- uh, time to. Because you see the crowd in the background going nuts. And I was supposed to be, oh, man, this is it. And didn't the next night on Raw, um, Cesaro get presented the trophy by Hogan? Yep. And now it's just a useless pre-show match. But I say that to say this. I'm going with Curtis Axel to win. And I have no reason why. I don't see why not, to be honest with you. The Battle Royal at this point means nothing. Like you said, two years ago when it made its debut, there was some promise there. People looked at it as like the platform to, like you said with Cesaro, to launch a new superstar. And they failed with that because he got buried within months. And we use that term very, we do not use that term very loosely here in the show. But he got buried in 2014, Cesaro did. And then last year, Big Show won. He was off TV in like a month. So that did nothing for him. So it's basically been a waste. So at this point, why not have like a Curtis Axel win or a fucking Fandango or something? It means nothing anyway. So it's not like it matters. And we have all losers in this battle royal. And we'll go around a second time. I love the fact he brought up the NXT talent thing. I for- completely forgot about that because last year we had Hideo Itami in the battle royal. Like I said, it means even less now than it did a year ago. So I don't know if it would be an insult to include like a Balor in there. I don't feel like Balor would be involved in that trash to begin with. But maybe like a Baron nah. Corbin or an Austin Aries or something. I, I could see like a Baron Corbin yeah. winning it though. I could see a Corbin in there. Yeah, not maybe like a Balor or something or a eh, maybe a Joe. I don't, nah. know, I don't think so. That would be a waste of their talent. But we'll get back to that in a minute. So, Mike, who do you got going over in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Cesaro, you know, he was on the main card. Last year, they dropped the ball by not having 
um, I mean, now win. That could have launched his career, and they dropped the ball uh, with Pat. He hasn't recovered since. Um, you know, it's, it's such a good idea, such a good opportunity, and, and they just don't even put any effort into it at all. I feel like, you know, uh, it's basically a spot where you can get everybody on uh, so they can get on the card and get their WrestleMania payday and, and all that. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with Kane. Let's get a little nostalgia. I do like the idea of Mark Henry. Um, that's a, you know, he, he's the type of guy who's busted his ass for, you know, about two decades now, and he doesn't have much to show for it. So it's like last year where Big Show got his moment, giving Mark Henry a moment with Woody Knight. Um, but, uh, you know, Mark Henry or Kane... Who's got Kane? Either that or Mark Henry. I feel like Mark Henry is going to be closing out his career pretty soon anyway. So, I mean, it's either Mark, <laughs> it's either Mark Henry or Kane makes the most sense. But um, anyway, so going back around the horn again to ask the same question you posed before, Arden. Michael, start with you. Who do you think, if anyone from NXT had the chance to compete in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, who should it be? nice little spot for someone like like a Baron Corbin, you know. As you said, it's it's too much of a trash uh, too much of a trash uh, tournament for uh, you know, for Balor or Paul Cruz or anyone like uh, Samoa Joe. Like, they're not going to be on it, but um, you know, a nice like Hopper Myth card guy like a Baron Corbin. Um, last year they had Kayla Tommy in it. Uh, you could toss out a few people. Toss out the whole outcasts. I don't see why not. That'd be a great spot for a guy like Baron Corbin or, I don't know, like I said, Austin Aries, the guy who I never feel like is going to get in the main roster anyway. It'd be nice to give him like a little WrestleMania moment. So, yeah, an Aries or a Corbin or an Apollo Crews even. Someone like that I would love to see. Um, Arden, anyone from NXT would like to see in the Battle Royal? Yeah, I'll say Baron Corbin. I mean, it, it feels as if like he should be up at any point now. You know, to the main level. You know, it's like we know uh, Balor's going to be called up. Zane just got called up. Maybe from the Divas side, shouldn't we be see? Shouldn't we be seeing Bailey up there soon? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just say, just thinking about all that. Plus, you got Simone Joe there for a reason in terms of him holding it down for at least the next few months. It's just time to start seeing, you know, some of these guys coming on and on. So. But that being said, I would definitely like to see Baron Coleman. Absolutely, for sure. You, you, could, you could bring him in and, again, throw out the social outcast or come right in, throw out four or five people off the bat. Then, to, and, this, and, 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 and this is funny, and I have to respectfully, and I'm putting quotations over respectfully, get thrown out by like a big hurricane. Yeah, at least it's not like a Tommy like Laster when he was a tossed in like two minutes by the Big Joe and he did nothing in the match. So hopefully they're not wasted like a Tommy was last year. But I think it's a good spot for Corbin. I would agree. I'm going to go with Baron Corbin. I feel like he'd be a good guy to be in the uh, Battle Royal. So, RJ, you were there two years ago, WrestleMania 30, when the match made its debut. Cesaro won. The place came unglued, right? Yep. And you went nuts. Yes. Minnie Marceau went nuts. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Who do you think is going to be in it from NXT this year? Uh, I'd probably see Corbin, but I'm going to go, you know what, since it's a bunch of losers in it, I'll throw Ty Dillinger in there. Yeah. Perfect 10 in there, crowd will go nuts, he'll get tossed in two seconds, but pop's well worth it. <laughs> throw him a bone. 
Throw a bone to perfect ten. Tyler Breeze. I don't see why not. Ty Dillinger, not Tyler Breeze. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of Ty, Tyler, whatever. <laughs> They're all losers at this point. They're all losers. They all blend together. So we got Ty Dillinger and uh, Baron Corbin. Yep. So I don't care about the match regardless, but hopefully, you get, <laughs> hopefully we have some twists and turns in there that make it somewhat entertaining. So also on the pre-show, we got the Usos versus the Dudley Boys. I got... The Usos going over. I don't really see why not. I mean, the Dudley Boys, initially I thought the Dudley Boys would be in the tag title match and they would win the belts at WrestleMania on their 20th anniversary. It makes the most sense, but I guess not because they're doing Usos and Dudley Boys instead. And I feel bad for the Usos. This is the third year in a row they got the shaft at WrestleMania. They've always supposed to be on the card itself. They've been on the pre-show for the third straight year. They, I don't think they've ever competed at WrestleMania before on the actual show. They haven't. Sucks for them. Um, but anyway, I got the Usos going over here. So, Arden, who do you got going over? The Usos or the Dudley Boys? Uh, I think I'm going to go Usos. Definitely Usos. You know, the Dudley Boys. A big reason for them coming back is to basically pay the dues. You know, it's to pay the dues. Of course, we'll give you some moments in there. But you have to pay your dues. And you as a tag team, you're already established. Even though I personally wish that at some point they would have had a run with the titles, even if it was just for a couple months. But A, at the same time, we've seen what that has done for the New Day. They're hot, hotter than an oven, so I can't complain. But definitely, man, for this one, you have to give it to the Usos. And I'm actually a little sad because I thought this was a main card match. Like, this could have been a match that you could have put on, like, during the first 30 minutes of the show. So... But it felt like it was pre-show material, which I feel, again, it, it stinks. You know, you got the Dudley Boys there, the Usos there, two teams that can put on some good matches, you know, when, when it's right. But regardless, I'm going with the Usos to get the win. No, I agree. I feel like this is a main, you know, main event level, not main event, but like main roster, main card level feud too. I mean, if they booked it a little better and gave people a reason to care, probably, but they really haven't been given that much TV time. They've been facing each other in singles matches. It's been R-Truth versus Bubba Ray Dudley every week, so I don't really expect people to care. Um, but like I said, I would have loved to see these guys in the triple threat tag team title match. It didn't work out that way. <clears throat> Hopefully, I mean, the Dudley boys are under contract reportedly for another year, year and a half. So there's always time to give them the championships down the line. Like you said, Arden, the New Day are so hot right now, there would be, you know, no purpose in taking the titles off them at this point in time. But, uh, Mike, who do you got going over, the Usos or the Dudley Boys? Uh, definitely, uh, definitely the Usos. Just like, just like Arden said, the Dudleys are, they're back to other tag teams over and make other tag teams uh, look good. I totally agree with you guys, but I, I mean, I called it, I even think I, I told you on Twitter um, when we had an exchange maybe a few weeks ago where we were talking about, you know, I think you said, you know, Dudley's versus Usos has a chance to be a really good match, and it really does, and on any other pay-per-view, that match would get 10, 15 minutes and could possibly steal the show. Um, and I remember even telling you, you know, it had pre-show written all over it. Um, and if not the pre-show, they were going to get two minutes because that's just the way Mania is. These, you know, the Usos are not going to get 10 minutes at WrestleMania, unfortunately. Um, you know, I feel like the, the upper, uh, the upper, what's the word I'm for? Like the, they just think that the Usos are a good hand. They put on good matches. You know, but they're not going to get 15 minutes, especially at WrestleMania. Um, which is unfortunate because they are a good tag team and, and the Dudleys, you know, I enjoy watching the Dudleys too. Um, but, yeah, 
and they're not going to get the time that they deserve, especially at Mania. And going to go over. Like you said, I feel like if this was on the main card, it would be a complete, you know, repeat of WrestleMania 30 with the Shield versus New Age Outlaws and came when the match went what 90 seconds or something like that. Like two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes, if that. Yeah. So it would have been the same exact thing. Like if any match got like, oh, this, you know, they have to cut time from like this match or whatever. It would have been this match. It would have got cut short or cut from the card altogether. So I'm glad it's happening. But, yeah, it has pre-show written all over. It could be a really good match. They have a two-hour pre-show. So they separate two matches per hour, which I don't think they will. I feel like it's all in the second oh, hour. It's a one-hour pre-show. No, it's two hours. They have an hour post-show, too. It's like seven hours of wrestling. I'll be there for all seven hours, RJ, on, on Sunday. I thought the pre-show started at six. No, it starts at five. It starts at six on USA oh, Network. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's a long pre-show. Sports is going to be there, too, with live coverage. Yeah, yep. So basically all day of WrestleMania day Jeez, is what Sunday is. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like upper management like does this to piss us off, but I, I think you all would agree with me. I'd rather, and I remember like two, our uh, Mania 29 specifically, the one in New York, where uh, Team Hell No from Dolph Ziggler and... Uh, Biggie. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the tag titles, and they got like four minutes. But then we get like a 10 minute P. Diddy concert. <laughs> <laughs> Always happens. Always. Always. I remember that because I was there. I was at WrestleMania 29. <laughs> Get rid of these damn concerts, and give me, give me guys who can steal the show. Give them another five, 10 minutes for Christ's sake. They, yeah. they, they cut Jack Swagger's entrance from that show for the P. Diddy concert, is what it was. <laughs> Not surprising, but no, they always do that. They feel like that's a bigger precedent than, you know, the match quality. They don't give a shit like how long a match goes. I mean, it's important to us, and it is important in a general sense, but to them, giving 20 minutes yeah, to P. Diddy. Or... Their, they want to get their mainstream coverage. Yep. So. Basically, yeah. That, and they're doing America the Beautiful on Sunday. They haven't done that in a long time. They haven't done that in several years. They cut that from Mania in recent years for whatever reason. I feel like they have to pay respect, and they should have done it, but they haven't. They're doing it on Sunday with some band. I have no idea who they are. Fifth Harmony. Fifth Harmony. There you go. Thank you, RJ. And RJ, going on to you. Usos or Dudley Boys? I guess I gotta go with a clean sweep with the Usos. Uh, I said when I saw this match, I thought it was a glorified Raw match, and, uh, and on the pre-show, I'm not surprised. Um, I think they just kind of like, like you said, there's two hours of pre-show? Jesus crow. Um... <laughs> I guess Usos. I don't know. Like, I don't really care who wins, but I guess Usos. I thought they were going to make it a tables match, and they never ended up making that change. That's what they were teasing, and they might save that for the night after Mania or something. Unless they make a last-minute change, it's not like it matters anyway. It's a fucking kickoff match. But, uh, yeah, 4-0, Usos going over. Yeah. Not like it matters much anyway, but I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I think it could be a good match. I know I'm in the minority. Um, so after that, we got, I know your favorite match of the night, RJ. Total Divas oh, yeah. versus Team Blonde and Team Bad. Or Team Bad and Blonde. Blonde. That's what it is. We got on Team Total Divas, Brie Bella, Natalia Page, Alicia Fox, and Eva Marie. That is not that is not a mistake. It's Eva Marie. We'll get back to that in a minute. And then on Bad and Blonde, we got Lana, Naomi, Tamina, Summer Rae, and Emma. So, RJ, I'll start with you. It's your favorite match of the night. I know you were super pissed. It's not on the actual show. And you went nuts when Eva Marie came out last night in Brooklyn. <laughs> Um, your thoughts on the match and who's going over? Uh, why is Eva Marie back? One <laughs> and two. Why is she a face? I, that makes no sense. She was a heel in NXT. who made her name and people booed the shit out of her last night. I mean, no sense. Why would you have her come back 
as a face. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. They're going to boo her anyway. They're going to boo her anywhere. But especially there. And I don't understand the point of this match. There's no incentive to win. I guess it was Brie, Bella versus Lana. And then they just took all the other divas and just pushed them right in. Uh, I want to say Team Total Divas just because it's Brie Bell's last hurrah. And they're trying to push the they're show. They're trying to push the show. And yeah, and yeah. so I start with them. There's no really incentive for the other team to win because they're all kind of losers besides Emma. So <laughs> I would go with Team Total Divas just to push the show and give Brie Bell her last WrestleMania hurrah. Whenever they do these type of matches, whenever it's Team Total Divas versus non-Total Divas, they did one of these matches at Survivor Summer, Series yeah, a couple say, years Survivor ago. Survivor Series, Fucking awful. <laughs> one of the worst matches I've probably ever seen in my life. And they always do this, just to promote the show. And I like the show. I watch the show. But the relentless hype for this. And I'm, I'm, I can't be too complaining. I can't complain too much. Just because the Divas title match, they're not involved in that fucking garbage this year. <laughs> we got a great match with the Divas title, and they're not pushing the show in that match. So I can't complain. This is on the kickoff show. Um, but yeah, like you said, reportedly, Brie Bella, as the news broke last Friday via Pro Wrestling Sheet, Brie Bella might be leaving the night after WrestleMania. Nikki Bella, apparently, to answer your question, RJ, was supposed to be the fifth member of the match on Total Divas, but she wasn't clear to compete. Her injury is a lot worse than expected, and she might not have to be coming back. She might not be coming back on a regular basis at all. She might be a part-timer when she comes back in the summer. So I guess they changed plans. I don't know whether that's BS or not. I feel like that does make sense, and they figured... Fuck, who else is on the show? Oh, Eva Marie, let's bring her out there. Bring Mandy out. Oh, she would have got more cheers than Eva Marie did. <laughs> probably. Would have entered the crickets, which is probably better than the reaction that she got on the babyface team. But nevertheless, um, Mike, you were there in Brooklyn. What was the reaction to Eva Marie coming back? Do you like her being back? And your prediction for this match? My God, nuclear. She uh, and I mean, part of me feels so bad, but then part of me doesn't just because she sucks. She's not talented. And honestly, too, I saw a picture of her the other day uh, without makeup on, and she's not even that hot. I'm going to show you this picture. I'm going I'm to show you this picture on Twitter when we're done. And you guys are going to throw it in your mouth. Um, show that beast. Ball, but, So you're going with Team Total Divas, you said, Mike? Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go. It's, well, it's going to be Brie Bella's last, possibly her last appearance. Um, so I'll go with them. That makes the most sense. So, Arden, who do you got going over? Team Total Divas or Team Bad and Blonde? got to go Total Divas, because of, really because of uh, Brie Bella. You know, this is, I, I think this is her last match. I think this is her last night, well, second to last night with the company. With what everything is pointing to, so I definitely think just because of that, they'll have a nice little win over a team bad. And, 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 and another question too, and it relates to the match: what has been happening with Paige? Like, like is it is with Paige? Is it like, well, 
chance to take a back seat because of everything that's going on with Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and uh, Sasha? I would think so. I don't think it's a case of like there's heat on her or anything like that. I just feel like she's been in the Divas Championship picture for so long. Like she debuted in at the WrestleMania what two years ago? Yeah, two years ago in 2014. Yeah. So she's yeah. constantly been in the title picture. So I think she's had the title three or two or three times already. Well, two times by this point. But she's like when she isn't holding the championship, she's, she's going for it. exactly. And so she was in the title picture a lot she last year. She won when she was she won the title when she was like 21 or 22 or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, when she was 21. Yeah, she won the title for the second time on her 22nd birthday at SummerSlam. <laughs> so, yeah, she won the championship for first night, which is going to cut, you know. They kind of, they haven't ruined Paige, but uh, ever since she's come, because I remember her, I mean, I'm sure you guys do too. I remember her in NXT, um, and she didn't, I mean, she didn't put up matches like Sasha Banks and uh, and Bailey, like, you know, that the uh, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, but... Paige put out some solid matches back when she was in NXT, and she hasn't done anything close to that since she's been in the main roster. Granted, they don't get as much time and they don't get as much a chance, but I, she has not, she has not uh, even come close to performing at the level she did when she was in NXT. I think the perfect comparison would be the match that we saw last night from Paige and Emma, which was good for the time they got. Like you said, they got their time cut short all the time, for, especially for a match that no one gives a shit about at WrestleMania. So you compare that match between Paige and Emma from last night's Raw that went, what, two minutes? To the match at Arrival two years ago between Paige and Emma, which was one of the best matches of the year. You know, women or not, no women. I thought it was a great match. And, um, I mean, Emma's really resurrected her character. She went back to NXT. Paige hasn't really been afforded that opportunity. Um, I don't think she's been ruined. I just feel like she's turned heel and face so many times. And she's on Total Diva, so like the whole anti-Diva thing kind of... Yeah, yeah that, that argument, I mean, I completely agree, but people say that all the time. Like, she's no longer the anti-Diva. I mean, I feel like that ship sailed long ago. <laughs> you know, they tried to get back to that with the whole Charlotte feud in the fall. And it Made fun failed. of Ray Yeah, that was just stupid. That was awful. Like, when she came out of TLC, she got more cheers than Charlotte did, and that was before they turned Charlotte, so they don't know what the fuck to do with her right now. Do you think that they tried to make her, like, they tried too hard to make her, like, that AJ Lee type of, uh, like, kind of freak, you know, diva? Yeah, I mean, especially early on, too. I think the first couple of months, I mean, even in, now she kind of knows who she is, and she's over regardless. Like, when she first arrived, they didn't really know what to do with her, and people didn't really give a shit about Paige. I mean, she's a great wrestler, and she was a great wrestler, but at the time, no one really reacted because she didn't really have a character. By this point, she's kind of over. It doesn't really matter, but at that time, when they were doing the whole AJ Lee feud, like, they were best friends one week, and they were enemies the next, and, like, they were lesbians one week, and it was just, like, back and forth every other week, and it was so, you know, and even now, you have no idea what, you know, what, why should we should cheer for her, you know? She's just over. She's just over. She's just Paige at this point. Like, she's hot, like, I'll cheer for her, but that's about it, you know? Unless you watch Tough Enough, and she was a bitch on that show last year, so, <laughs> awful. But, um, anyway, yeah, I know we're kind of off topic, but, yeah, I know she's kind of like an afterthought in the match, but... Yeah, so we're going uh, 4-0. Once again, we're all in agreement. Total Team Total Divas going over on Sunday. And another match that is, there's kind of some confusion surrounding this, whether it's on the pre-show. I believe it is. When they showed the graphic, it said kickoff. And I don't know if it says it on the website yet. I'm not really sure. But anyway, Kalisto Ryback, U.S. Championship. Um, the match was made a couple weeks ago. I think it could be a good match. People are shitting all over this. It makes no sense to have this match one-on-one and the IC title match to have seven goddamn men in it, which is just asinine. But beyond that, I think it could be a nice little match for the undercard. Kalisto has been getting over somewhat. You know, Ryback is decent when he's in there with the right opponent. 
So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I got Kalisto. There's no reason to do the title change here. Um, but, yeah, I think it could be a good match. RJ? Kalisto. Kalisto easily. No logic there? Ryback's awful as heel and <laughs> shouldn't win the title. Arden, who do you got going over? Why not? Like I said, it's a two-hour pre-show. So, I mean, I think, like I said, I feel like the feud isn't really, it's kind of non-existent. They really haven't been given much TV time at all. But I feel like if you give them the time to go out there and have a really good match, they had a pretty good match on SmackDown a couple months ago in the title tournament. So, I feel like, you're right, yeah, if they give them like 15 minutes, it could be a really, really good match. Um, but, uh, Mike, what's your prediction? Ryback or Kalisto for the U.S. title? It's interesting that Arden said that, um, because I totally agree that if you give them time, um, they do have a chance to steal the show. Uh, but I, I'll tell you right now, mark my words, I'll bet whatever. And you already know exactly how they're going to book this match. They're going to get maybe 10 minutes. I feel like 10 to 12 minutes. It's going to be Ryback dominating for 95% of the match. Polito's mm-hmm. uh, going to have a little spurt at the end, or he's going to have some kind of roll-up. I guarantee you the feud will not end at WrestleMania. Um, I bet this could be something that they're going to drag out through, through Extreme Rules, maybe even all the way to Battleground Money in the Bank. Um, I do. I, I remember that. I do remember reading something about um, you know they want to push Ryback after WrestleMania, which I'm not, I, I actually like Ryback. I I don't think he's a terrible worker. Um, I do like his new look, even though it's a little little bit too Bill Goldberg for me. Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> But, uh, like I said, I, you know exactly how they're going to book the match. Kalisto's going to get absolutely dominated, thrown all around the ring, and then he's going he's gonna to win at the last second. I have Kalisto going over, uh, but not the end of the feud. And I wouldn't mind seeing Ryback in three months with the, uh, with the U.S. title. I agree. I'm a fan of the big guy, too. I mean, at the SmackDown that we went to, he was pretty much cheered by the audience, by and large. People were chanting, feed me more. Like, there's not really a reason to boo Ryback yet. I mean, he's beating up Sin Cara, but that's about it. He's not really doing much to get booed by the audience. So if they can kind of clear that up, it's not really the right time to put the title on him. But um, Kalisto needs a win. What I wanted to say, too, um, not, to, not to cut anybody off, sorry. It was uh, just thinking about this match. It relates for me back to, to, to 
John Cena because during the interview, Michael K was talking to Cena, and you know, of course, over the interview, bringing up some of Cena's accomplishments along with the fact that Cena's a 15-time champion. And when he was when he was talking to Cena, basically asking him, like, you know, would you want to break Flair's you know 16-time mark or at least tie it? It was interesting how Cena answered it because Cena was. I guess if I had to choose a word, he was very conflicted. It was kind of like a, well, yeah, right and stuff, yeah, I'll do it, but at the same time, I'm also of the belief of, you know, it should be the way it is. Like, Flair should have it. And also, it also seems as if he still has this eye on the U.S. title. Because the way he spoke about it, he really had a lot of fun going after that belt, having the belt, put on great matches, restoring um, pride in the belt. John Cena, RJ, do you want to see Big Match John going back after the Star Spangled Prize? Sure. I don't see why not. I don't see why not either. I think it'd be great. Be better. Than, I, I feel like he will get that 16th. I think it's <clears throat> more a matter of when than if he becomes a 17-time world champion and breaks the Ric Flair record. Um, I don't think it's going to happen this year because I feel like he won't be back until like July, reportedly. I mean, he could always be back sooner. This is John Cena we're talking about here. But, you know, before he got hurt earlier this year, it looked like he was going back after the championship against Del Rio at the Rumble. And I don't know if Kalista would have, would have gotten the opportunity that he did to become champion had Cena knock on her. <clears throat> but by the time he comes back, you know, if Kalista is still champion or whatever, we can get that match at Battleground or SummerSlam or we'll see. But, um, no, that's interesting. I would love to see Cena back in the uh, U.S. title hunt upon his return, so we'll have to wait and see. But uh, we move forward now to the WrestleMania 32 main card, kicking it off for a match that is apparently no longer for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Four-on-three handicap match, The New Day versus League of Nations. Uh, Michael, start with you. Who do you got going over, New Day or the Bootios? Uh, or the Bootios belong to New Day. Sorry, not League of Nations. You got League of Nations uh, versus the Bootios, New Day. Describe League of Nations right. <laughs> I, I guess so. Oh, totally. I've heard that thousands of things. Is the tag titles all on the line? I guess they're not, no. no. They're not on the line. No. Alright, then what is it? Is it a four on three match or is it a three on three match? Four on three, yeah. Four on three. Yep. Just, what did you say? Is it four on three? Yep. yep. Oh, wow. Alright, I didn't know that. That's, uh, that's interesting. Because that would
that'll be a nice opportunity to bring in like a surprise, you know, uh, have have a shot like return or someone. I don't even know who it would be, but uh, to make it four and four, that would be interesting. But um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the League of Nations only because I, I have a lot of baby faces going over later on in the uh, later on you know on the park, um, and I feel like they want to push. League of Nations as like this threat and they have the potential to kind of be like a, a dominant, they're not ever going to be like a shield or like anything like that, they're not going to be a dominant faction, um, but they, they could make some noise, they could be dangerous, um, especially if the tag titles aren't on the line, I'm going to go with League of Nations. I, I, it's weird. I don't know why they had the tag team titles originally advertised for being on the line in this match, but apparently they're no longer on the line in this match. So, which leads me to believe that League of Nations is going over, and the New Day has beaten them at every single turn for the last couple of weeks. <clears throat> so, it would make sense that League of Nations go over. I don't really want to see that happen. They have no juice at all. The New Day are beyond over. No one gives two shits about League of Nations. They have four really good wrestlers. But as a group, I just can't bring myself to care. And that's been the, that's been the case since the beginning, since they formed. And it sucks, because I like all four guys, but they have just have been given zero incentive for the fans, for us to care about these guys. But anyway, um, regardless, I feel like they are going over, like you said, Mike. I just feel like after the way they've been booked over the last couple of weeks, it kind of basically means that they're going over after they've lost every single singles match they've had against New Day over the past month or so. Um, but I've got New Day. So, Arden, who do you got going over? New Day or League of Nations? I have the League of Nations. I have the League of Nations, too. And it, you, know, you know what it is, too? A couple weeks ago, as I'm seeing this, this feud build up, I was getting worried because I'm like, the New Day is just really getting the heads up on the League of Nations consistently. I'm like, on the mic, they're winning it in the ring they're winning it you know and I'm just like are they doing this to the point where at Mania the League of Nations is going to get that win and basically I just think all signs are pointing to yes it's just it, it, it makes too much sense and in a way it's just it, it, it wouldn't make sense to have the New Day dominate this feud all the way to Mania and have them win you know it's it's like for what reason like you don't need to continue really building up the New Day even more. Like, the New Day is at the point where it's the New Day, right? Like, this is not the New Day of a year ago, two years ago, where nobody wasn't sure about them. They're, to me, in my opinion, the hottest thing in the company. Yep. Like, these guys are legit. You know, when you hear Big E say, oh, don't you dare be sour to whatever city, the place is going freaking nuts. Julio's, the coach come back on Monday just to do a segment with them. Everything's, I also think it was on SportsCenter too recently. So, they're big and they're the champs. So, to me, when I see them taking advantage of the League of Nations every time, the belt's basically not on the line. This just points to me saying, well, League of Nations are about to get a win. And they're going to get a win in a cheating fashion or randomly, there's just going to be a random beatdown of the New Day. Because why? Because why not? Because why wouldn't you put the titles on the line? If you were really trying to build them up more, talking about the League of Nations, you would put the title on the line and have them take it. But you know that you have to protect the New Day and keep it hot because they're hot right now, so they need those belts. So it's going to be the League of Nations winning. If the League of Nations lose, then I don't care less if they 
put on the greatest matches of their life, it's dumb. So what's the freaking point? Yeah. So they gotta win. It's no choice. They gotta win. It's weird. I don't like League of Nations at all, but it makes, like you said, it makes the most sense to have them win. Otherwise, what do you have the Tag Team Championships up for grabs in the match? It's just stupid. If the New Day is going to win anyway, then why wouldn't you have the titles on the line? The fact they advertise exactly. that to begin with, they change their minds about this shit all the time. It's probably a Vince McMahon decision, but I don't know. It's asinine. I don't really care for the feud to begin with, but like you said, Arden, the New Day are so big right now, there's no need to take the titles off them, at least at this point in time, but then, I don't know. I feel like this this whole card, I mean, you got to take League of Nations out of this. I feel like it would have been League of Nations. It should have been League of Nations versus Wyatt Family. And the Wyatt Family means Jack Squad anyway. So just give League of Nations the victory. And then put New Day in the tag team title match. And then do Dudley Boys, New Day, Usos, like I said. I feel like that would have made more sense. You're not doing that. Whatever. But um, anyway. So, RJ, last prediction. League of Nations, New Day. Who do you got? Budios oh, or League of Nations? Jeez, guys, put me in the clean sweep spot again. Oh, God. Like I said, it makes no sense that the League of Nations not win. It's a lose-lose. Like, if New Day wins, I would love to see them win, but it's just, then why would you have the match to begin with? Or not have it be for the tag titles? But then Can the you see them, like, adding the Wyatt family late, though? Or no? No. What, for a triple threat yeah. tag team? Or no, nah, I don't think uh, so. I'll go with the League of Nations. It may, like you said, without the titles on the line, you gotta make, they're trying to build these guys up. You can't just keep have them keep losing and then... Like I said, New Day's hot as could be, so having them lose the title to these guys would kind of cool them off. So, uh, I'll say League of Nations. I don't really, I don't like, I only like Rusev out of that whole group. Um, it's kind of sad from where he was last year to where he is now, but at least he's on TV, unlike the Wyatt family. So, I guess I'll go with League of Nations. I mean, I guess it would have been a weird dynamic, but do you think they could have done Wyatt Family versus New Day if the plan all along was to do New Day as, as baby faces? Yeah, I think they could have done that. I think that if they were str- built strong, yes. Yeah. They've been a bunch of losers for forever, so no one cares. I know New Day are goofballs, and yeah. the Wyatt Family are supposed to be taken seriously, but it would have been a better feud than what we're getting now between League of Nations and New Day. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like if anyone's going to get a WrestleMania spot, it should be them, the Wyatt Family over fucking nobody cares about League of Nations. You know what I mean? I know Sheamus is like technically a former world champion, but... So is Dario. I know, but I know Sheamus... it should have been... It should have just been a triple threat match with a, a tag team, man. It should have been a triple threat tag team. It should have been New Day, Usos, and the Dudley Boys. It should That's have been that. And again, with the Wyatt family versus the League of Nations. And actually, if that match would have happened, I actually would have been looking forward to that match. Yeah. Because that would have been... A very physical match, and you got that amount of bodies in that ring, the caliber of guys, five minutes, ten minutes, whatever. You're talking about some vets who would have got the job done, it would have been very physical, at least a couple of nice spots. Plus, we also would have been invested because we would have said, okay, how would Strowman look in a ring filled with former world champions or this veteran? Mm-hmm. But no, it's we got New Day versus League of Nations for what? for the League of Nations to get a meaningless win. It's a lose-lose because when the New Day lose on Sunday, AT&T Stadium's going to boo the hell out of the League of Nations. They're, mm-hmm. gonna, they, they're not going to be happy. It just... It, then you you got to think about it like this, too. So if League of Nations win on Sunday... Would that not earn them a tag team title match? They're going to do on Raw the next night anyway? It's just stupid. Then why wouldn't you do the tag team title match at WrestleMania? Like Arden said, I feel like it would have made a lot more sense just to do Wyatt Family League of Nations. The crowd popped, not like, oh, a huge, amazing pop, but it was cool like a couple months ago. I think it was the Raw before TLC, 
or no, before Survivor Series? No, before TLC, I think. It was Wyatt Family. Remember League of Nations was in the ring, and then Wyatt Family came out, and they were like, we're the most dominant yeah. faction. And then I, th- I think like I know, some other random stable came out. The Family or like the Usos or something stupid. The ECW Originals came out too. But they had that yeah. brief confrontation between Wyatt's and League mm-hmm. of Nations, and it was really cool. I'm thinking, okay, that'd be a great WrestleMania match. And like Arden said, it's something we've never seen before. I don't think we've ever seen Wyatt versus Del Rio or Barrett or Rusev or Sheamus or vice versa, you know? So I feel like it would have been a great match. And it's not like, oh, we have two heel factions. I mean, I know people cared a lot more about the Wyatt family and the Shield when they had their match two years ago, but I feel like no one's going to care about this match. And the only reason why people would be investing in this match is because of New Day. Like, people love New Day. Other than that, there's nothing on the line. There's no reason to care. But regardless, um, we'll see where it goes. But we got 4-0, League of Nations going over, non-title action. Up next, seven-man ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. Kevin Owens, KO Mania, defending against Sami Zayn, The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, Zack Ryder, and Sincata. And Stardust. I forgot about Stardust. So, uh, Mike, I'll start with you. Who do you got going over in the seven-man IC title ladder match? Uh, that's Jesus Christ, seven guys. I mean, realistically, it's only going to be either Owens or uh, Sami Zayn. Um... Yeah, Miz is not winning the IC title. Diggler is not going to do anything for him. Uh, and then the other three guys are jokes. Uh, I feel like they're really... They're, I don't know. Uh, I can see Owens retaining. And then give me give me an owens Sami Zayn feud for the IC title uh, at Extreme Rules. Uh, yeah, I'll have Owens retaining. Um... Uh, and then have him go into a few of the day, and that would be awesome. I would love to see that. I feel like no, the, the only two people that make sense are Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And if it's Kevin Owens, if Sami Zayn's going to win, I don't want to hear the argument that, oh, he's, Owens will be, protected, will be protected in the seven-man ladder match. Then why not just do the match one-on-one at WrestleMania? He doesn't need protecting. I hate this protecting shit. Like, if they do it sparingly, or sparingly, rather, it would make more sense. But they do this all the fucking time. Like, he lost via countout, so he's protected. They do this shit so many times, it makes no sense. But anyway, no one cares about the other guys in this match. Ziggler is just dead beyond dead. Same thing with Miz. The other guys are superstars fodder. So it comes down to Owens, Zayn. It's got to be KO Mania. You can build to Zayn winning that belt at the next pay-per-view or down the line. So I got KO Mania. And he said in a recent interview with Michael Cole, which was awesome, by the way. Check it out. He said, which is very interesting to me. I completely forgot about this. No one has successfully defended the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania in 15 years. Chris Jericho is the last one to do it at WrestleMania 17, which to me says that he's winning at WrestleMania, so we'll see. Um, but I got Kevin Owens going over Mania. RJ, who do you got? KO, baby. Kevin Owens, <laughs> uh, like you said, makes no sense Like have him look protected and same as Zayn beating him for a title that he really didn't beat him for. The stories in Zayn and Owens, I don't know why they knew that in the first place. But they wanted to do this cluster ladder match like they did last year. So I would the only two people that actually do have a chance are Zayn and Owens. I don't think any of the other guys really have a shot. And I think if Zayn's gonna beat Owens, they should do it one on one to make it look better than just him winning a ladder match. Yeah. Like knocking Stardust off a ladder and winning. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> it's not like last year, because I, I told you this yeah. last week, but you know, last year that title the title still does not mean a lot, but it means a hell of a lot more now than it did a year ago with Owens and Ambrose and even Ryback. They've done well by that championship in the past year. 
Last year at this time, no one gave a fuck about that title. They had the, the game of hot potato with the Intercontinental Championship with R-Truth and Luke Harper, Goldust and Stardust or whatever the hell else was in that match last year. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler. Most of the people that people didn't give a two shits about. And the belt meant nothing. So they put together this ladder match to kind of cover for the fact that championship means jack shit. This year, the title is a much better place. So why wouldn't you do it one-on-one -on, -one on the show? You know, it's common logic. Um, I don't know why they threw Stardust and Sin Cara. Oh, it's going to make for a fun ladder match. But when you have half the roster out hurt already, you're risking further injury with all these other yeah, stipulation matches. They want to get, get these guys, all these guys, they want to get as many guys on the card as possible yeah. so they can all get paid. That's what it comes down to. It's just so stupid. And then, they have like a memorial. Chuck them in the memorial. I said, I said this before. You got four spots left in the Honor the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I feel like the Wyatt family won't be in it. Otherwise, they would have announced them already. They got four spots left. Sin Cara, Zack Ryder, and Stardust. Look at that. Why wouldn't you just put him in the Battle Royal and then just do Owens and Zayn one-on-one? -on -one? I don't care if Ziggler or Miz make the card, to be honest with you. I don't really care. And the thing is, oh, we got to get everyone in the card mentality. Great for them. I'm happy for them. They're getting a fucking paycheck. That's awesome. But at the same time, wrestling at WrestleMania used to mean something. You would work your ass off all year to get on that card. You know, what, is, what has Sin Cara done in the past year to wrestle at WrestleMania? You know, if you were left off the card... It could have been a case of creative fucked you over or you didn't work hard enough or whatever. Like, it was a reward to work at WrestleMania. Like, it was something special. Now it means nothing. It's a trophy. Everyone gets a, everyone everyone gets a trophy. That's the mentality. Oh, you came in last place, but you got a fucking trophy. <laughs> stupid. That's the way things work nowadays. It's, it's just stupid. Um, but anyway, Arden, last one here. Uh, who do you got going over for the Intercontinental Championship? Out of the water. 
the ladder matches that they put on were insane in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Absolutely insane. The, the matches that they could have going forward, too. I mean, it's a feud that's never going to go away. So the fact they're not doing a one-on-one Mania isn't a huge deal, but it is kind of just for WrestleMania. But it's not like we're never going to get them one-on-one ever again. I feel like that's the program they're going with at a WrestleMania, regardless of who wins. And But I, I agree with Arden. I feel like they have to go with that match at some point down the line. Have him, you know, give Zayn the championship at Extreme Rules. Or he's perfect in chase mode. Zayn was NXT champion for a month or two. You know, before he dropped the belt to Kevin Owens. And I feel like he is best when he's chasing the championship. So, yeah. that, that's where the money matches. You can easily set it up to where, sorry to go, but you can easily set it up to where, okay, after WrestleMania we had Payback. And I think Payback is on May 1st. May 1st. Yep. And Extreme Rules is on May 22nd. Coincidentally, it's the day after my birthday. So, day after I graduated. <laughs> you know, nice. So, Owens wins this Sunday. <laughs> Bam. At payback, I would do something where if you're trying to prolong this program, I would do something where those two once again have a great match, shut the house down, then I have Owens do what he'll do best as a heel. Take the easy way out, you know? Take mm-hmm. it back to, for example, Mike, you would appreciate this, back to when, when, what was it, Stone Cold and Kurt Angle at SummerSlam? Great match. And what Stone Cold do at the end? Stone Cold stuttered every damn body. He got himself deep. <laughs> I could easily see that with freaking Kevin Owens. I would easily do that. Payback, you know? Those two putting on a very good match for 20 minutes or so. Owens realizing that, damn it, I can't beat Zane. Get himself disqualified. Beat up the referees. Or, you know, beat up Zane. Send a message just so you can have the build-off cap at Extreme Rules. To me, I just think that's the way to do Plus, it will continue to build crowd support for Zayn because they see Zayn as the new guy coming in. And, of course, on the Monday Night Raws, if you really want to continue building up Owens as the monster, for as, for as much as we know, Owens can put on really good to great matches. I also think this is the perfect confidence to put him in some jobber matches to where he's just whipping everybody's behind to build him up as a monster in this particular program. That's how I would do it. I was, just, I was literally just about to say that... Uh, I'm starting to get a little bit worried about how they're booking Kevin Owens because they're starting, and it started a couple weeks ago when he went up to, like, Stephanie McMahon, and, like, he's starting to act kind of, like, cowardly and corny a little bit. Um, yeah. And they cannot do that with Kevin Owens. They need to make him that ass-kicking, you know, doesn't say it's fun. You know, he's an ass-kicker. Very sarcastic because he's naturally exactly. sarcastic. Exactly. So I really hope they don't ruin him. Uh, make him exactly like you said. Make him this monster. Make him like kind of like a Brock Lesnar, you know, light, you know, little mini Brock Lesnar kind of. A Brock Lesnar uh, with legitimate mic skills. Perfect. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. That's the way they booked him. That's what they they can they should continue to book him. But he's funny though. Like he can talk. Kevin Owens is the perfect package in that way. The guy's a star. But, um, no, I totally agree with everything. I feel like they need to keep the belt on him on Sunday. I wouldn't, like, be pissed if Zayn won, but I feel like, like Arden said, the money is in keeping the championship on him long term. And I love that booking, too. You have him get DQ'd or something. I totally agree. At, at payback, oh. you know? You have, you have him get beat, or, you know, have him beat Zayn at payback via DQ or whatever. And it sets up the need for an Extreme Rules match. Look at that. Right in time for the Extreme Rules pay per view in May. Like, uh, yeah, like I said before, as long as. I- I think all of this is going over for sure, and it's going to give me, like, three months of Owens versus Zane, and I'll be happy. And it's like what Arden said before, slowly but surely, you, 
bigger challenge for the secondary title. A U.S. title and um, and the IC title, the matches that they could put on. We're not even talking about uh, AJ Styles and if, if Ballard comes up, you know, around the summertime or even Nakamura. Things that they can do with those secondary titles could be insane. Yeah, they have so much talent on the roster right now. Currently, in NXT, like you said, and coming back. Guys like Cesaro, Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, John Cena. It's incredible. Like, the roster they have now is great, but when you think, like, it's like the baby boom of wrestling. Like, nine months after everyone gets hurt and they're all coming back around the same time, it's going to be a great time, an even better time to be a wrestling fan. When all those people come back, it's going to be amazing. Especially benefiting those, you know, secondary championships, and I can't wait. So after that, I think it's pretty much been a clean sweep so yeah, far. I think we've clean sweeped every match. Other than the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which is going to go any... No one give a fuck about that <laughs> match anyway. Every other match on the card, the last four matches have all been 4-0. And we'll see if that streak continues with our next match. AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho for the fourth time. Y2J versus AJ. I'm looking forward to this. I know you guys said, oh, it's been... You know, they faced off a couple times. But no shit, like, this has been my favorite feud in WWE going into WrestleMania. Like, I feel like this feud has been so well handled. AJ Styles in particular has been so greatly handled ever since he came into the Royal Rumble. The wins and exchanging the victories with Jericho, other than, like, the Y2 Jackass stuff, which is pretty lame, other than that, the feud has been pretty well booked. And I'm liking the fact that, I mean, this could be a stip match, but we have so many other goddamn gimmick matches at this WrestleMania. I'm not mad. It's like an, it's not an Iron Man match because they wouldn't have the time anyway. Um, but I feel like the match could be really good. All three of their matches were really good at Fastlane, Raw, and SmackDown. This match should be no exception. AJ gets his WrestleMania moment. I would say that it makes the most sense to have, you know, to have AJ win in his WrestleMania debut. But we sat on this show last year with with Mike, and we said it made the most sense to have Sting win, win his WrestleMania debut, and he lost. So, <laughs> so you can't really say that. It's kind of a it's it, it, it's you know, an invalid argument. So anyway, um, I'll say AJ. Jericho is probably going over when I say that, but. Um, AJ makes the most sense. I'm looking forward to the match. I feel like the feed has been great, but this should be it, though. And like you said, I mean, I think it was you, Mike, that said it earlier. WrestleMania should be a show for first time ever. And for the most part, it is. A lot of these matches are happening for the first time ever. But it should also be a show that ends feuds. And if these guys don't face a payback or extreme roles, and I don't think they will or should, then this will be the blow-off to the feud after two, three months. And it, it's been going since he arrived in the Rumble match. So I like that. Great, well-booked, old-school, traditional feud. But like I said, I got the phenomenal one going over. So Arden, I'm going to you next. Who do you got? Y2J or AJ? I agree with you guys to an extent what you were saying about uh, you know, expecting people to win their debut and the opposite has happened, but I really do believe though that AJ Styles has to win because the, the biggest difference with AJ Styles and Sting is we know AJ Styles is most definitely a full time performer. You know, and the thing is, it was like, of course, we were thinking Sting should win, but at the same time, it was also like, even in hindsight, it's like, well, it would have been nice, but it doesn't take away Sting because, because, because it's Sting. Well, for Triple H?
especially when we expect him to be this time player, whether it's on the lit level or high level, it's just not a good look. And I think, and that's no disrespect to Jericho, but it goes back to what I said before earlier. I forgot who it was about. I think it was the Dudley Boys. Jericho is back, just like the Dudley Boys, every time he comes back, because it's simple. You put on good matches, you provide depth, you help out the younger guys, or whoever that you, that needs help, because most importantly, you're putting them over. That's what it comes down to. And I think for Jericho, it's what's the point? Give Jericho a win over AJ Styles. Okay, what does that do? Jericho's probably going to disappear after this. And, you know, so it's like, it, it just has to be AJ Styles. It has to be AJ Styles. Give him that win. He needs it more at the end of the day because we see him more often. I would be shocked. I'd be shocked if Jericho won, just because, like you said, he's going to be there the next day. He's wrestling the next night on Raw, unlike Sting. Sting going over, Sting losing, there was no excuse for that. But like you said, this is even a more important case, just because there's an audience that watches WrestleMania that has no idea who AJ Styles is. Not everybody, but I mean, there's going to be that select few that has no idea of his TNA days or New Japan days or whatever. He needs to win at WrestleMania. And like I said, they'd be even more shocked. I mean, not so shocked knowing WWE's track record with this kind of shit, but... Shocked in the fact that he's facing Jericho, a guy who is so selfless and has lost to Fandango of all people three years ago at Mania. If he put himself over at you know at WrestleMania against AJ, I'd be perplexed. So that's not happening, and it can't happen. It would but, be um, so selfish. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I don't. I, I feel like he wouldn't put himself over. Honestly, that's not, you just nailed it. That's not who Jericho is. If Styles was going up against like Triple H, and I'm. Not trying to back Triple H, actually like Triple H as a performer, but he doesn't have the best track record of putting people over. Enter the shovel. Especially at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like you said, you just nailed it. You know, Jericho, like we said before, he's kind of like the Dudley. It's like Jericho's on his last, he's on his last legs. The only reason he's here is to put over younger talent. And AJ Styles, he's got, you know, AJ Styles isn't, it's old guy. He's not young, but he's got you know, five, five plus years, five to ten years in WWE, you know, injuries pending. Um, so he, he's going to he's gonna be a name in WWE for years to come, unlike Sting, who you knew you would have one, maybe two WrestleManias, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're, we're still pissed a year later that Sting lost, but AJ's going to be here for a while. I know, RJ, you don't really care as much about the Sting or the Icon losing. But, um, yeah, AJ's going to be here. Jericho, like you guys said, is exactly like the Dudleys. He's untouchable. He's fine. Win, lose, or draw. You can't have him lose every single match. But he's been, he's been winning a lot recently. I mean, I know he lost to Ryder last night on Raw. But it made sense within the story. And he's been winning a lot more recently. And he's not going to beat Jericho. He's not, he, he will not put himself over AJ at WrestleMania. Unless Vince puts a gun to his head and says, you're beating AJ Styles at WrestleMania, there's no way that AJ Styles will or should lose at Mania. So, that said, RJ. I'll bring in the broom again for another clean sweep for AJ Styles. <laughs> Perfect. The phenomenal one. The Go phenomenal on. one. I'll bring in the broom for the fifth in a row, and I sweep with uh, AJ Styles. It all clean sweep. Like you said, there's no need for Jericho to win, and AJ Styles needs this more than Jericho does. So, Absolutely. AJ Styles. Couldn't have said it better myself. So, we get to our next match, and honestly, one of my most anticipated matches on the card. So excited to talk about this one. Triple threat match. For the Divas Championship, Charlotte defending against Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. The build for this bout, I said my favorite feud going so far has been Y2J versus AJ, but this match, too, has been very well built. All three women, all three women deserve amazing, tremendous credit for putting forth just an incredible amount of effort into this feud, for having great matches, great stories, 
all three women have been doing an amazing job over the past couple of months and feeding over this Divas Championship. But before I go on, Mike, I'll throw it to you first. Who do you got going over? Charlotte, Flair, or Becky? Charlotte, Sasha, or Becky, sorry. Well, uh, Flair, before we went on, I got yelled at by Endicott. I Endicott alum, Pat Cusick. So uh, I actually went to school with him. He graduated, I want to say, 2011. Uh, he said he's going to stop, stop listening if I don't say that Sasha Banks, uh, <laughs> uh, Sasha Banks is going to go over. So, Patty Q, if you're listening, Sasha Banks for the Divas title, the way it should be. I'm not just saying that to appease Pat. Um, it should be. I think Sasha's ready. She, she can set the entire division on fire. Uh, you know, you and me, we went to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, and we saw what she could do. The match with her and Bayley was legitimately, and I've been to a lot of live events, and I've been to a lot of, you know, Raw's and pay-per-views and stuff like that. That is probably a top-two match that I've seen live. It was electric, um, you know, and the other teams are good. Charlotte, Charlotte's very, very talented. Becky Lynch, very, very talented. Uh, but Sasha is just, like, on another level as a performer. Um, I think it's it's time for her to get the title and roll with it. I gotta go with the boss. Gotta go Sasha. I'm not gonna be pissed with whoever wins here. Sasha, Snoop Dogg, or Cousins going to the Hall of Fame that same or the night before, I guess, but he'll be at WrestleMania 32. She's ready. She's ready-made star. Becky deserves it. She has gotten herself over organically as a babyface. She, I feel like, needs to win more than anyone else. Because like you said, RG, time and time again, Sasha is golden regardless, win, lose, or draw. Charlotte is the champion right now. Becky needs this win to solidify herself as a star. And if there's any crowd that's going to go crazy for a Becky Lynch title win, it's at WrestleMania, the, you know, the worldwide crowd. So she needs the win. Even if Charlotte wins, we still have many of opponents left for her as champion. It could be Sasha and Charlotte one-on-one. We can go back to the Becky and Charlotte program. Bailey could get called up the next night on Raw, which I'm feeling like, which I'm hoping is a possibility the night after WrestleMania. So we'll see. Um, but I'm not pissed. Regardless, I feel like, one, the match is going to be great. You have three of the best women wrestlers, not only in this company, but in the world right now. But um, I'm feeling the boss. I'm feeling a boss victory. So, Arden, I'll go to you next. Who do you got? The boss, the last kicker, or Charlotte? It's the boss, huh? The boss time. Time for her to clock in and get that belt. You know, it's definitely been a... That's been building up moment, and it has to happen. It has to happen. You know, Charlotte, I think, at first I wasn't too sure of her when she got up to the main level. I mean, of course, hearing about on NXT, you're, oh my goodness, great worker, this and that. So you go, okay, you know, well, well, we'll see. But the more I've seen her work, I've been impressed. You like her, and I actually like her in this heel role, you know, especially with Rick. I've, I've enjoyed it. I, I, I think it fits her really well. And Becky has been better as of late, much credit to her. But I think it has to go to Sasha. You know, it has to go to Sasha. You know, Becky at one at some point will get her time. But I think if you're in that division or you're overlooking that division and you just want somebody who you can hand up a ton to next and tell them go run, it has to be Sasha Banks. But if that's not the case, then I will say for sure, you know what, I think Becky will win. But I think for the company... It's about who can carry the baton next and put on great matches and represent this division very well. And I think without a question, that is the boss, Sasha Banks. Arden, you got Sasha. Mike, you got Sasha. Yep. 
I got Sasha. RJ, I think I just saw you toss that broom to the side. I'm the, feeling. I think I, not, I take the broom and put it in the in the custodian office right now. For this <laughs> no one more match. clean sweep. No clean sweep. Man. Clean sweep is over. RJ, who do you got? I'm going with the last kicker. <laughs> it has to be Becky Lynch. I'm looking at it. She's she's in chase. She's been chase mode since November. She's been screwed by Ric Flair multiple times. She got screwed. She got screwed. She's beaten Charlotte before. And this is the one match I know we hate saying protected, but this could protect Sasha Banks in defeat with Becky beating Charlotte and solidifying herself as a big player in the Divas division. Because with Char- Sasha winning and then Char- and Charlotte losing, who else is there really for Sasha to face? A page that we've seen a hundred times. So you beat Charlotte. Who is next? I guess you could call it Bailey. But then where does that put Becky? And then it puts her way down the line, and then she will never make, become that star because she's had those chances and never have won. So I think this is Becky's time to win. The UK crowd that pretty much like takes over WrestleMania will explode if Becky Lynch wins. And I think this is the perfect opportunity for her to win, and this is her moment. Sasha Banks has won the NXT Women's Championship. Charlotte won the NXT Women's Champion and the WWE Divas Championship. And this is her moment to win. Like I said, Sasha, she's hot. She's hot as hell. It, she could lose 100 matches and no one would care. She's like that Dean Ambrose of the women's division. I think her time is in the future. She's only 22 or 23 years old. Becky and Charlotte are in their late 20s. So I'm looking at it now. Sasha and Paige will be the future of the Divas division coming for years to come. And right now it's Becky's turn. I'm saying Becky Lynch. Uh-oh, he's got the last kicker. RJ, RJ just spitting. <laughs> you know what? You know what? After after hearing RJ's passion speech and then also taking a look at Becky Lynch's Instagram, you know what? After I'm going with uh, Becky Lynch too. Uh, Let's go, baby! Last kicker! <laughs> Woo! I'm going. did make sense. Makes sense. RJ literally just talked for 90 seconds straight without breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I took a huge sip of water after that one. That's wow. That's been building up for a while. That has been building up for a while. I got, I got tired listening, so I can only imagine what he was feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, do you want to... Yeah, I'm going want... with Becky. It makes a lot of sense. Mike, do you want to change your you prediction, too? To see, you know what I'm interested to see in this match, though? I want to see... We're all saying, like, these girls, this could be a great match. They can tear the house down, blah, blah, blah. And I think if this is NXT, there's no doubt that Triple Threat match is getting, like, 20 minutes minimum. But I'm interested to see at WrestleMania... You can't really, I mean, Trish Stratus and Mickey James, I can't think of too many Divas matches that have gotten a lot of time. And I could totally see Vince, you know, putting his foot down and saying, hey, you guys are only getting, you know, eight, ten minutes. But they could still put a good match on, uh, but it would be unfortunate if they don't get the time that they deserve, you know? Actually, I'm happy you brought that up, Mike, because real quick, here's what I was wondering, too. Not only how long, not only wondering how long they'll have to wrestle, but where on the card would you put them? Because I put together my own WrestleMania card a while ago. And in my order, considering how I would want to start off the show, then keeping the flow along with finishing the show strong, I actually had a triple threat match fifth on my card. As like a, as like a cool down, but still good option after the Ambrose-Lesnar match. Maybe. I would like the fact I like the fact that you're putting it higher up, making it feel like a bigger deal, one of the main event matches, and I'd be fine with that, but I feel like... That's what I did. I did AJ versus Y2J to kick off the show. 
Okay. That's what I did. I That's did perfect. AJ versus Chris to kick off the show. Then I did New Day versus League of Nations. Then mm-hmm. three is the seven man ladder match. Then I have Ambrose Lesnar, and I can't be the one. Six. Then I have six Triple H versus Roman Reigns with Shane and Taker as the main event. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, bet you, I bet you, if you think back, remember when, uh, I think it was WrestleMania 30, they always, even back to 29, just trying to think, I remember WrestleMania 29, they were supposed to have a Divas match, and the Taker-Punk match went too long, and yeah. they actually got dropped. They always put, they're going to put the, the uh, Total Divas, you know, Bell or whatever match, they'll put that between one of the main events for, as like a cool down. They usually always do that. Um... But it's, yeah, it's interesting to see what, how, what they'll do. I could, I was gonna mention before, I could totally see the, uh, you know, it happened at WrestleMania 29. I could totally see the, uh, the uh, Total Divas match getting dropped for time. But you never know. We'll see. Well, I'll say this much. I'm reading it right now. I just read the, the report just came out that uh, on the kickoff show, it's been confirmed that it's gonna air in two parts. The second hour on the WWE Network. Or rather, on the USA Network, the full two hours will air on the WWE Network. Um, the second hour is going to feature the Total Divas versus Team Bad and Blonde match. So that's on the kickoff show, second hour on the USA Network, and the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. On the first hour, Usos and Dudleys, Kalisto Ryback, that is not airing on USA Network. That's only airing on the WWE Network. So, wow. Yeah, again, the shots from USA Network. But they need to promote Total Divas. They need to do that on, on, the, uh, on the USA Network, apparently. Is what it is, but um, but anyway, going back to what you guys were saying, um, I like the fact that it's on the upper echelon of the card. I think it should open. I think it should open but the show. That's what I'm gonna say. So I feel like it'd be cool if it was on the upper echelon of the card, but I feel like fans by that point, after like especially like a match like Lesnar Ambrose, which I feel like could steal the show, it's gotta get like the, all the energy possible. Like I don't want the crowd to send their hands to this match because it could be a, it will be a great match. Given time. Given the right amount of time. Not six minutes, not seven minutes, none of this bullshit. Got to give them at least 10, 15 minutes would be great. But um, I feel like opener would be great. I feel like opener. petitioning for opener. Opener would be awesome. I love AJ Jericho um, in the opener slot too. Like Arden said, that'd be a great opener. Either one is great. The seven-man ladder match we saw last year. I can see them opening with the. Uh, I can see them opening like they did last year though, the ladder match. Too. I could see that too. Like I'm saying, like I said, I, I feel like I don't want them to feel like a repeat though. Another ladder match kicking off the show again. They usually try to switch it up. I could see that too, but they got a couple different options, which I think is good. But. I would rather have the crowd sit on their hands for any other match in this show than this one, to be honest with you. I feel like this match needs to have that crowd behind it, and it should be the opener or the second match in the show or something like that. It's got to be early on, especially if the boss wins or Becky wins. Got to get that great crowd reaction. So, we'll see. I just switched it on my list. I just switched threat with Lesnar and Rose. Okay, so you did the three. Yeah, I decided to rip off. I said, Essence, we're going to end the bang. Yeah. So I got Lesnar, Ambrose, followed by Triple H, Reigns, and then Taker, Shane. I like it. I like two it. for the boss. It's just interesting. You'll, you'll definitely get a sense. You'll definitely get a sense at Mania of like who's calling. I mean, Vince. Vince always calls the shots, uh, obviously. But you'll definitely get to see like who kind of has support and influence because you know if the girls get you know more than like ten to twelve minutes, mm-hmm. then Triple H definitely. Triple H definitely said, you know, we got to give these girls time or whatever and uh, influence Vince. Because I think Vince, uh, by himself, he's not giving them 
more than five minutes. No chance. Definitely. I mean, like last year they were doing the whole hashtag give divas a chance movement, kind of. But not if you'd had some storyline for, you know, support between the Bell Twins and AJ Lee and Paige, that tag team match. But it was a fucking tag team match, you know. It wasn't anything special. It wasn't a bad match, but it went like six minutes and it was forgettable. This match has real potential to be, like, amazing. So I'm hoping it will, you know, be in fact amazing. So we'll see. But um, like you said, if they, if given the right amount of time, if Triple H gets in Vince's ear enough... And these aren't, like, you know, the tag team match last year, despite having the storyline support, it's not really any... I mean, they had Paige in it, but that's about it. These three women are Triple H's pet projects. Charlotte, Paige... Charlotte, rather, Charlotte, Sasha, and Becky. They're the pet projects from NXT. They belong in the upper echelon of WrestleMania. They deserve that spotlight. So hopefully they'll get it. we got two for the last kicker, two for the boss. We'll see what happens on Sunday. In my opinion, one of the most unpredictable matches on the show. I could see Boss winning. I could see Charlotte pulling an Orton. I could see Charlotte pulling an Orton and maybe retaining. So it could very well go either way or any way in, the, in this triple threat match, and I'm looking forward to it. So now we get to the three main events, starting off first, the no-holds-barred street fight. Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose. RJ, starting with you, who do you got? The Beast or the Lunatic Fringe? Gotta go with the Beast. Um, they've done nothing on TV to give me a reason to think Dean Ambrose will win. I don't think Dean Ambrose should beat Brock Lesnar. And I'm just going to go with that. And if they have any wide family interference, I'm going to fucking be pissed. I hate (laughs) interference, especially riddled interference, and there's no need for them to be there. And I think Lesnar should win, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Lesnar. I'm thinking Ambrose is on the verge of victory. Wyatt family comes in, attacks both guys, but at some point Lesnar you know, gets the upper hand and picks up the victory. But either way, I agree. Wyatt family should not get involved. I feel like they will, but they shouldn't. And Brock Lesnar will win. It's going to be a case of making Ambrose look strong in defeat. He's going to have a hell of a fight. Put the beast through absolute hell with all these Could weapons. Could you see, like, if, say that the Wyatt family interferes. Okay. Lesnar picks up the victory. Do you see them doing like a tag with Ambrose and Lesnar versus the Wyatt family down the line? Like he gained, like they gain, like Lesnar gains his respect, or like vice versa. I guess I could see that. I don't think Lesnar has he been. No, he hasn't. He hasn't done a tag team match at all since he came back. He never does tag team matches. I mean, I feel like he's a character that just kind of goes at it alone. Yeah. So I don't know if that's you know realistic from a storyline standpoint. But I'd like to see it. I mean, he's he's basically a baby face. He's yeah. what he's whatever they want him to be basically. But if they do want to do the Wyatt. Lesnar program down the line of like SummerSlam, which I feel like is the plan at this point. I don't really care because the Wyatt family is buried beyond belief. And they could do that tag team match on like a special or something. Yeah, Battleground maybe. And they would have to win. I don't fucking know. But anyway, I feel like Lesnar is going over. And uh, if Ambrose wins, I'll be thrilled. He hasn't lost the match of Lesnar. He hasn't been pinned at Mania in three years, which was also a DQ match, no DQ match against Triple H. So we'll see. Shawn Michaels interfered, too. Shawn Michaels, yeah, riddled with interference from Paul Heyman and Shawn Michaels and whoever else. But um, anyway, yeah, I would love to see a Dean Ambrose victory. He would get a huge rub from beating the Beast and being the first one to pin the one in 22-1 and one for the first time in three years. But um, I got Lesnar going over. So, Mike, who do you got going over, Lesnar or the Lunatic Fringe? Uh, this is like, it's, I mean, Lesnar's going to win, but it really... It's, I feel like it's such a missed opportunity because we could, I, mean, I could talk about this for like 15 minutes. I'm obviously not going to, but uh, there's just so many things. There's so many different ways you can book this match. Um, and the thing with Brock Lesnar, uh, and I love the way he's booked. He, so he's booked the way he should have been booked when he first came in against John Cena. Uh, his first year, back in 2012, he was booked kind of like shit. You know, losing to Triple H, there's no excuse for that. 
another instance of Triple H putting his ego over at WrestleMania. But um, the thing about Brock Lesnar is, especially now that he broke the streak, it's going to take somebody like special in order to beat him. Not even, not only just beat him, uh, but to beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. It's kind of like Brock Lesnar is like the new streak, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Because whoever beats him, especially at WrestleMania, is a made man. And that's why part of me really, really, really wants Ambrose to beat him. Uh, and if they had any balls at all, they would have Ambrose beat him. Um, obviously not clean. There will be some shenanigans. But if Ambrose beats, if Ambrose beats Brock Lesnar, he is a made man. He's, yep. a, he's already a star. But if he beats Brock Lesnar, it's basically like putting a rocket to his back and just letting him go. Because, um, but I don't think that I don't think they view Ambrose like that. Uh, I think if they did, they would have had him beat Triple H at Roadblock uh, or done something. I just think that they kind of view him, um, you know, as a talented guy. But I don't think that they view him as like this mega star. Um, he's someone that's going to be there and put on good matches. Kind of like um, they're not gonna. He's not gonna get yeah exactly. He's not gonna get that crazy monumental win. It would be awesome if he beat Brock Lesnar, uh, but I don't see it happening. So I got the beast. I got the beast going over. Uh, but the, I like the, the Bills' match has been awesome. And yeah. I hope they book it. I hope they book it like they did. Uh, you know, I think they should book it like Lesnar Punk, um, where you know Brock dominates and and then Ambrose has. Ambrose kind of has that, like, you know, never say die uh, attitude. Yeah. You know, keep coming at me, keep coming at me. Um, so, be interesting to see. I like how, like how uh, Ambrose two weeks ago gets a chainsaw. Was, was going to kill Brock Lesnar? Like, <laughs> what? But, uh, no, definitely, definitely Brock Lesnar. I totally agree. It seems like they view him, like RJ said, in that Daniel Bryan slot as like a B-plus player, as not really the guy or like one of the main event stars, but he's always going to be there. He's a reliable hand, which I disagree with because he should be one of the guys. And now that you mention it, if they had Ambrose go over, he's a made man, like you said, Mike, and he would benefit huge from the victory. And as you said, he's already a star, but seeing him win on Sunday and be the one, to beat the one in 21-1 and or 22-1 and at this point would be awesome. But the way that I would book it, have Ambrose go over, have Reigns win the championship, he goes heel that same night, I don't know what they're going to do, I don't, that's not happening, but in a fantasy booking scenario, Reigns wins the belt, he goes heel, you have a ready-made program with Reigns and Ambrose for the championship, brother versus brother, going into the spring for the title. Not going to happen, but I would love to see it. You know, Reigns is like, you know, Ambrose like, why the fuck did you turn your back on me? And that's one of their problems right now is that, not right now, it's actually been for the past few years, and so whatever, I mean, I understand they want to protect their main guys, protect their investments, they want to protect John Cena, they want to protect Brock Lesnar. Um, but there has been instances where, you know, Bray Wyatt beats John Cena at WrestleMania two years ago, he's a made man. Like, there's just these, so many different, like, instances where if, some, if they put one guy over one of these established stars, you have a star in your hands, and for whatever reason, they don't push, they don't pull the trigger on it, it's, and it's, that's why they don't have any stars. You know, they haven't had a star since John Cena, a, 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 a made star, someone that they created, basically. 
I think that's because, like, when you look at the WWE, who are the two biggest images of people that you think of? You think of John Cena and you think Randy of Brock, La- Brock oh, Lesnar, okay. I think. I was going to say Randy When Orton. you're going to send somebody to a media day or on a TV show or something that's going to get mainstream, who are you going to send? You're going to send John Cena and you're going to send Brock Lesnar. You're not going to send Dean Ambrose. Yeah. You probably won't send Roman Reigns. Yeah. You're Seth Rollins starting to. Seth Rollins was starting to get to that point, but he is not even remotely close to where John Cena and Brock Lesnar are right now for the company. If they left tomorrow, the, the WWE might fold because they don't have any stars. And then when Rollins is kind of getting to that point, he got hurt. And I don't think they view Ambrose in that right, star yeah. mentality because he kind of just looks like that like dirty guy that's in the streets of Boston. Oh, he's, like, he's like Punk. Yeah. Well, I think Punk was yep. more... He was a little bit bigger than Ambrose, yep. but he's the same thing. He doesn't look yeah. like the guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, perfectly. Like, I, I mean, we all have friends who aren't wrestling fans, quote-unquote. Um, but if they see... If they turn on SportsCenter, they see John Cena, they can name John Cena. If they see Brock Lesnar, they know who Brock Lesnar is. They know who John Cena is. And if you put... Uh, if you put Dean Ambrose in front of, you know, a casual person or... Casual, you know, individual. They have no idea who Dean Ambrose is. You know? I, I take Brock Lesnar out of that equation just because had he not gone to UFC, I feel like people would not know who Brock Lesnar is. Had he stuck around, I mean, he was in WWE disagree, for two years. Oh, I disagree. I totally disagree. Brock Lesnar has been, I feel like he stepped in to WWE right off the bat. He's been, he's just been a freak of nature. <sighs> but I mean, I, I mean, I understand where you're coming from too. I, I mean, I do. I agree with you to a to a certain extent. I mean, UFC definitely put him more in the mainstream for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just but like, he was thing is like if he was just a nobody in WWE, why would UFC sign him? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Like he had enough star power that he went to the NFL. People were like, oh, I hope I, I hope he does something. And then they, then when that didn't work out, he's like, I'm gonna go to the UFC. UFC made him more popular, and then he just came back. But I think he's always had that mainstream attention. He's been a champion in NCAA wrestling, so people know him from that. Then he went to WWE. He played a little football. Like he's kind of been that journeyman, but like he's that guy. When you look at him, like that guy's a monster, and he's yeah. like gone the journey. And now like he's a funny guy. He's not the greatest talk, but on that sports interview, he was hilarious because he's honest. Yeah, he's brutally honest. The, the Stone Cold podcast <laughs> last October was amazing. It was fantastic. He's just, just he doesn't give a fuck at all. Yeah. that's why he's so great. But anyway, I, I exclude Brock Lesnar for a second. I feel like he's there, and he is a star. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like when people think of WWE, and this is a discussion for another day, we'll get back to the predictions in a second. People, you know, Hulk Hogan, or John Cena is the Hulk Hogan of this generation. There is no if, ands, buts, or about, it, about that. I say Randy Orton is the second person because he is so, he's gone viral in the last couple of years. But even like for people, you know, that stopped watching around middle school, high school that are on our age, they remember Randy Orton. Know Randy Orton yeah. yeah, I feel like he has more of the look that like the pretty boy ears are sports entertainment face of wrestling face of sports entertainment whatever whatever WWE calls it than Brock Lesnar does. You know he looks ripped. He's got the look. He looks like a wrestler. You know what I mean? More than Brock Lesnar, he's just yeah. a fucking beast. You know yeah. that's why I say Orton yeah, yeah, Cena. But... I feel like they're trying to prime Reigns in that spot. But if he keeps on getting booed out of the building every single week, that might not exactly work. And we'll get to Reigns in a minute. But anyway, so I'm sorry, Arden, for neglecting yeah, you. Go back like to your Undertaker prediction. Undertaker too. Undertaker too. Someone, someone sees Undertaker on the street. They oh, know. Oh yeah. That's the Undertaker. Yeah, you people know, know Take just because of the character. Yeah, he's not doing media tours or anything, but the character's been around for two and uh, like you know a quarter of a century, so people know who you know Taker is. But 
Anyway, Arden, I apologize. What's your prediction? Beast versus Lunatic Fringe. Who do you got? Has to be Brock. And a lot of the points that you guys have made so far, especially regarding Dean Ambrose, is exactly why I felt Brock will win. You only give Ambrose the win unless there are big plans and stone for Ambrose. Clearly, there's not. And I think that's sad. And you know what it is, man? It's just, it's something that we all know, and even my guy Mike knows, man, and even other fans that's been watching, you know, since the Attitude Era and beyond. It's just sad because it's like, the WWE's mentality when it comes to stars is, these days is, well, we can only do one at a time. You know, like, we can only do one at a time, or we can only do a couple at a time, and that's sad because it's like, Attitude Era, heck, Ruthless Aggression Era, basically 2003 to, like, 2008, it was like, you could have multiple stars. You know, like, at its era, it was like, yes, of course, we have The Rock and we have Stone Cold, but it was also like, you also have Triple H. You know, you have Kurt Angle, you have Chris Jericho, you have Taker, you have Kane, you had Cho, you, you had room for stars. You had stars, multiple stars back You had multiple stars, and, and you had room. See, I think that's, that's, that's it was like, you had room for stars, and you had the ability, the the space to maneuver and put guys in position to where you could now and, and compare look at this now. And this is exactly what WWE's problem is, is where we talked about before, they don't create any stars. Look at right now and the amount of injuries that they have and how WrestleMania is suffering because of it. Back then in nineteen ninety nine, Stone Cold's biggest name in the business, Stone Cold goes out with a neck injury, they didn't miss a beat. Rock stepped up, Triple H stepped up, Mankind stepped up. They had, you know, they had exactly on, on deck that they could rely on. They don't have that. And, and 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 another thing too is like is like what I said, and you could acknowledge is the fact that they allowed people to step up. They put people right. up to the plate and said, "Keep going, keep the machine going." It's sad to see because the relationship, the WWE easily, easily go, "Okay, yes, Seniors our guy." Lesnar's a big money attraction. You can easily maneuver in a space where it's those two doing their thing. We have Reigns up or Rollins or Ambrose instead of one by one. And that's why, and in a way, even though Lesnar will win, it hurts everybody in the end. Because it, I would even say it hurts Lesnar because we're building up Lesnar to be this monster. And at one point, we were associating Lesnar, well, at least I was, with the WWE title. Suddenly, we look at Lesnar, we go, okay, he's this beast, but then it's like, Ambrose? Why family? Like, what's next? Like, what, is Lesnar suddenly gonna be the monster on the mid-card scene now? What's, what's, uh, what's Ambrose? We're gonna look at Ambrose as, oh, he's just the middle-card guy, when beforehand, it used to be pretty cool to be the middle-card guy, because he used to be flexible. I mean, heck, if that was the case, then Jericho wouldn't be here 15 plus years later. You know what I'm saying? So I just think yeah. when it comes down to it, it's Lesnar will win, not because, oh, it's what's best for Lesnar. It's more because of the ineptitude of the writing and the fact that they have put themselves in such a deep hole that for some reason they can't allow multiple stars to drive at the same time when they've had at its best. Had. They've had so many opportunities. Think back to when, I think it was Extreme Rules. Think back to when Kevin Owens beat uh, John Cena in his first match and how the yep. internet exploded 
GSM marked out like crazy. RJ going nuts. Kevin Owens' first match beats John Cena. Yep. Loses the next two because they don't have the balls to follow through with creating another star. They're scared for some reason. They're just scared to give multiple people the opportunity at the same time. And that's just not the way you go about it. Because if, if, it was, if it was the way it was supposed to, if it was done the way it's supposed to be done, you could have easily had something planned where Ambrose could win, Lesnar would still look like a beast, and guys could still move on. And I've said this multiple times, especially on this show, that the WWE's biggest problem is they don't know how to book and maneuver guys after they lose. So it's the same reason why Cena could go in a program and constantly win two out of three. Or exactly. very predictable. And you know the problem? They're scared. The problem is that Vince, the problem is Vince thinks that, oh, Kevin Owens, uh, Bray Wyatt, Rusev, they beat John Cena once out of three times. That's good enough. And it's not. They don't look like stars by beating him once out of three times. Wyatt suffered from it. Rusev suffered from it. Owens did not really, but it's a perfect example. They even they even give Rollins another victory over Cena. He beat him at SummerSlam and dropped the belt the next month. Uh, Cena beat him once. Champions. That was it. Beat, yeah, beat him once. once. So out of what five matches? <laughs> Lost him at MSG. Now yep. champions on Raw twice or three times. <laughs> they give these guys one win and think, no, oh, that's gonna be it. Owens, like you said, I think he was fine because he's great enough. Rollins was fine. He's great enough. Bray Wyatt and Rusev don't have that same it factor. I mean, I love Wyatt. But they booked him like shit. We ranted about it then. Look, you was... won that amazing stream rules steel cage. Man. Oh god, that match fucking blew. <laughs> awful, 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 awful. So perfect segue. The only, I mean, I, thinking back on it, when you think about like rivalries, the only guy in the past five years that has, is surprisingly enough, that's consistently beat you know John Cena is CM Punk. I'd say Randy Orton too. Yeah, Orton was already that. Yeah, Orton. Yeah. At that point, I feel like when he was beating John Cena, though, he was already kind of a star. Yeah. By like 08, 09, when he was beating him on a more consistent basis. Oh, Punk, easily. He was easily a star. Yeah, Punk was just kind of getting into the main event scene when he beat him on back-to-back pay-per-views, which and, was like unprecedented Punk, back in then. And, and even Punk, he beat him, you know, probably five out of seven times or whatever. Yeah. But many times were clean. Even Money in the Bank wasn't necessarily clean, you know? Yeah. No, exactly. It wasn't beating clean. SummerSlam wasn't clean either. I remember no. that. Punk clean, punk couldn't seen him, but seen him put his foot on the rope. Yep. And Triple H Exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly what the problem is. They don't have the balls to, you know, John Cena's not going to suffer for someone beating him clean, you know? Look yeah. at that. And that's another thing, too. That's another thing. Sorry to cut you off. It, it, it came to mind because when Cena was talking during the interview about the younger stars and helping out, I know we really, as wrestling fans, not saying just us, but I think just in general, we really want to make it seem like, oh, Cena has the juice, he can do whatever he wants. But the way he was talking about Vince and just the way things really work, it seems as if, yeah, he may have some influence, but he don't got it like that. At the end of the day, he's just like everybody else, even though, yeah, in terms of reputation, he's not, and yes, he has say in a way, but it's not as if he it's not like, let's say like this, it's not like Triple H. Let, 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 let's just say like that, because the way he was talking, he doesn't have like a Triple H type of say, or type of pull. But he was like, it's still the boss, still the boss, still the boss. Yeah, I may say something, yeah, I may feel the same, but it's still the boss. I just wanted to put that in there. I had to cut you off. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, even like, 
I know RJ, you're like his biggest fan. Even Seth Rollins, he beat John Cena at SummerSlam. That wasn't clean. You know, it's like, and that's why when Kevin Owens, you know, beat John Cena clean, it was such a big deal. And they had such an opportunity to make Owens star. And he still, he'll end up being fine because he's Kevin Owens and he's a great performer. Uh, but if you beat John Cena clean and then the following pay-per-view, beat him clean again, he'd be a made man. You know, and now he's not. Right now. You know who got lucky from beating Cena clean and then didn't have to lose to him again after that? Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Probably would have happened had he not retired. They probably would have done the rematch and would have beat him clean to avenge the loss. I think he said in the special last night, too, I think it got cut out. He said, I'm so sad Bryan retired. I wanted to get my win back. I needed to beat him clean. <laughs> I needed to bury him. I think they cut that out. I think the they cut it out, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, yeah. We'll move forward here. Perfect segue into making stars. I was going to do this match last, but Arden convinced me because I feel like the Hell in a Cell match should be last. So we'll end with that. So we'll go to our next match. WWE World WWE Championship, Triple H versus the big dog, Roman Reigns. we go to big dog's biggest fan right next to me, uh, RJ. I almost called you Roman Reigns for a second. <laughs> you might as well be Roman Reigns. You're the big dog. Um, so your prediction, RJ, who do you got, big dog or the game? It's got to be big dog. And what's going down here? We're going to have interference, who's turning heel, double turn. A lot I don't of know, I'm pretty sure Triple H said something to Stephanie last night, like make sure he's ready for Sunday. I don't know if that like meant some interference for the match. Shawn Michaels? Again? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but, um, he's involved in every single fucking When you Triple really H look game. at it, has anyone been screwed out of the title more than Roman Reigns has since being in the title picture? He got screwed at WrestleMania. He won at... He, screwed, he got screwed at Payback, too. He got screwed at Payback. That, yeah. He got screwed at Survivor Series. TLC? He got screwed at TLC. Rumble? He got screwed at the Rumble. He's had his opportunity. Okay, the fans aren't taking kind to him, but that is is nothing to do with him. That has no, nothing no, no, to do no, with no, him no. and all of what they are how doing. They, how they're booking him, yeah. Yes. I think he's very ready to become champion. I don't know. I don't say necessarily he was ready last year, but like I was saying before, he was more ready last year than Batista was at WrestleMania 21 to win, and he still won. But I think Triple H needs to just—not not saying retire, but needs to get out of the WWE title picture. He has no no need to be in there. They need and to get the authority off TV. Exactly, sure. and I think Roman Reigns should be the one to beat Triple H, and I think there should be a new champion. I can't see Triple H as champion anymore. Do you think Roman Reigns just wins clean? Da da. Da, da, and that's how the show ends. It's Queen not, it's not, champion. Like a la WrestleMania 29 where he just makes out with like Triple H at the top of stage. Possible. They just <laughs> I, I, it's not going to close the show because people are going to boo him. So it'll be like the co-main event. I think it will end the show. Based off what we saw last night and the fact they shoved it down her throats with three separate segments, it's going to close the show. I didn't want to end on that match with our predictions just because I don't want it to close out the show. And I feel like... That, Could you see them like swerve the century? They have, like, Triple H loses, Reigns wins, a big hurrah. They Triple H says, no, 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 you're not done yet. Someone else comes out and beats Reigns. Nah. They go nuts, crowd goes, confetti comes down. I don't the, think the so. Reigns of cheers come down from AT&T <laughs> Stadium. I would love to see that. Then again, I would, I would say, I'm going to say no to that right now. But then again, I said no to Seth Rollins cashing in last year, too. Not because I didn't want to see it, just because I didn't think it was going to happen. Much less in the middle of the match. Like you said, oh, he's going to cash in afterwards. He didn't even cash in afterwards. He cashed in during the match, which is like a, a total mark thing to book. But they did it, and it was amazing. Made for one of, if not the best WrestleMania ending in a long time, if not ever. One of the best booked finishes I've ever seen. So anyway, I don't see that happening. People have been saying, oh, double turn, Triple H wins, or rather Roman Reigns wins. He sides with Vince. 
after knocking him out five times over the last couple of months. I don't know where the fuck, how, how you do this. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what is happening. I don't know. Keeping the championship on Triple H, th- this isn't really as predictable as people think. People are saying, oh, Triple H wins. It's obvious because he's going to keep the belt until Rollins comes back. We, we don't even know if Rollins is coming back next month. He could be back. They thought Cena was going to be back in time for WrestleMania. At this point, he might not be back until fucking July. They can't wait for Rollins to come back. He might not be back until September. They can't wait until then. I know, RJ, you're shaking your head. You think he's going to be back tomorrow, but I, I don't... going to happen? Is going to come out and win the title? <laughs> oh, God. Hit the curb stomp on uh, Roman pedigree. Reigns. Pedigree. 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 Okay, gotcha. That's, gotcha. that's what you're saying. Tell him to be ready on Sunday. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I would jump right through my mod wall if that happened. <laughs> The mods are a piece of shit, so I just run right through the wall, and then Doc could just put on my tuition. It's the highest of the century again. Seriously. That's what, that's what JBL's going to say on commentary. Uh, I'm going to go the most predictable path. I say this every single year. I always go the most predictable path. Roman Reigns wins. Roman Reigns wins. LOL. Doesn't go heel. That's it. That's what I'm going with. So, uh, Arden, I'll go to you next. Who do you got? Big Dog or the game? Man, I am very intrigued by this match. Partly because I was thinking... Going into last week, I was really thinking, you know, this is the main event, you know, Roman Reigns wanted to get his moment because this is what Vince wants. But the more I think about this, along with the fact that what we feel is the main event, especially with the new stipulations added to that, I was thinking, what if Triple H won and kept the belt and let's say, in preparation for, let's say, if we have... Triple H versus Shane program. For the title of the next pay-per-view? At the next pay-per-view or something involving the title in Raw because, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just, you know what it is too? And it's getting to the point where for the WWE it's going to be two options. It's either going to be, okay, we're going to stick this thing up with Roman Reigns because God damn it, they're going to accept him and he's the champion and and, he, and he's the face or he's going to watch by the, by the wayside, you know? And I, and I just think for some reason and, and I'm at the point where I'm really starting to feel bad for this guy. I, I really am. I can really see him just going, you know what? We're going to keep the belt on Triple H. Because it's easy to keep the belt on him as he continues to draw us the heat, especially in advance of summer programs for the title. With a Rollins or with a, I don't know, just saying if it ever happened, a Cena or Ambrose or a Lesnar or whatever. It's just easy to do it with him than with Reigns. You're going to sell on this face thing, but you're not clicking with the face because any program he's going to do, Folks are going to cheer for the other guy than Reigns. So, but knowing the company, and I think just taking a guess, I'm going to go Reigns is going to win the belt, but I'm really having a strong feeling inside that Triple H will retain. Triple H retaining, I feel like. This is a hard one. This is a hard one, man. It is. That's what I'm saying. It's not It's not predictable. It's definitely not predictable. I don't think he's going heel, but I feel like Roman Reigns will win. But Triple H, there is the off chance he could retain. And I don't know what happens with Shane if he wins and he gets control of Raw or WWE and does he, you know, force Triple H to vacate the title? I have no idea. There's a lot of questions. There are a lot more questions than answers. Um, but Triple H winning, in my opinion, would be more intriguing. And, you know, offer a lot more of an exciting scenario for Monday's Raw. Like, okay, so what's next? Does he defend the title tomorrow night on Raw or 
What happens, you know? We'll see. But um, anyway, so we're going to have a clean sweep maybe. Mike, who do you got, Roman Reigns or Triple H? Are you going for Roman Reigns too? No, absolutely, man, absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. It's so predictable that this is the moment they've been waiting for for months now. You know, last year they called the Audible. They don't have the money in the brief, brief, briefcase to fall back on. Um, what I am interested to see, though, is, and you you guys talking about where it turns out the heart. I think that's more interesting than the match itself because there's not a chance. There's Vince McMahon theme song, no chance in hell that they're ending the, uh, they're not ending WrestleMania with Roman Reigns just winning and that's it. You know, I don't think, I think the place will go into a mutiny if that's the, if that's the case. It's just going to be booze. It's going to be embarrassing. If Roman Reigns is booked to win, I don't think it goes on last. Uh, but if that match does go on last, I think something interesting is going to happen. I think that they might have a heel turn. Something's going to happen because I, they have balls. We've been saying for two hours now that how they don't have balls. But if they have some balls, is they are going to go through with Roman Reigns winning, and then that's just the end of the show. Because that place will boo the shit out of him. Uh, and it'll just, it'll be embarrassing. It'll be Royal Rumble. That would be Vince. That, that would be Vince being just hard-headed. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. It would be Vince being hard-headed going, God damn it, I don't care what you think. He's the guy. You're going to root for him or not. That That's would be Vince way. being Vince, pretty much. Yeah, that would be Vince being Vince. <laughs> that would be Vince being Vince. I think to save Reigns, and there's no saving a guy. But the only way to save him would be the match will have to go on before Shane and Taker. Yeah. Let the folks boo him, get those boos out, and then everything quiets down for the big for the big match. That's okay. the only way to quote unquote save him. But other than that, there's no saving. Because right. if he loses, it's gonna be what the hell has happened to this guy over the past year and a half. If he wins, he doesn't have support. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Well, why it happened? It just depends on. It just depends on what, as a company, you're what. Which risk are you willing to live with as a company? That's what it's going to come down to. And I think with Vince, he's going to live with and be confident that a, I can turn these folks over with Reigns. But look at the. I'm thinking of this now. So say that they have Reigns and Triple H before the main event, and Reigns wins, and they they blew the shit out of them. Wins if Undertaker wins. I I, I think there could be a chance Dallas. Booze the Undertaker because there's no incentive for them to cheer him. Okay, his career's going on, but we want the change of the authority going out. So why would they cheer for him when well, everyone wants Shane to win? So yeah. there's a change in the WWE. I feel like they're more accepting of Taker winning than Roman Reigns, though. I, yeah, but I'm saying, though, but maybe they have a small chance of booing because... They, oh, they, they might they, boo, but they're not going to boo as hard as they will. No, they're Roman not, Reigns. but still... No, I know. We'll get to that match now. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, they, yeah, of course they might boo Undertaker if he loses because nothing changes in the company if he fucking wins. Nothing changes. The authority's still here. Hey, wait, I, how much more sense does it make if... I feel like we can book WrestleMania so much better in the next, like, five minutes we just talked about. But, <laughs> we don't need to get into it. But how much more sense does it make to have Shane versus Triple H instead of Shane versus Undertaker? You know, Shane and Triple H, there makes more sense from a storyline perspective. I still have no idea why Undertaker is fighting for Vince McMahon. And there's also the whole realness factors. Like, there's legitimate, or there was, 
legitimate heat between uh, Triple H and, and Shane back in the day, and that they could claim that storyline that Shane left WWE five, six years ago because of Triple H, you know? There's such a story to be told there, and I kind of hope, like, we guys talked about after WrestleMania, maybe going into that storyline, uh, because I think that makes a lot more sense than Shane versus Undertaker. RJ, you hey, pitched Josh. it. You pitched it a year and a half ago, right here on the show. I remember that I, I yeah. posted the clip about a month ago. I it was about if Shane came back. It should be a versus match for Triple H for the company. H. It makes the most sense. It makes a lot more sense than him versus Undertaker because people don't want to boo the Undertaker. So it's a very yeah, weird yeah, match. Yeah, We're gonna get to that now. Triple, triple H, Triple H versus Shane. No, no belt. Triple H versus Shane. Then uh, Roman Reigns versus uh, Undertaker or Dean Ambrose, and then. They, they completely fucked over Wyatt. There's no question about that at all. Where he was two years ago to where he is now, he's been booked like total shit. So before we get to the main event, you know, what we think should be the main event, RJ, bonus question for you. If Roman Reigns loses, does the Annoy family riot WrestleMania again? Yes. They do. Yes. <laughs> and another bonus question for you, what Annoy family members will it be? Will it be Manu, Rosie... Rikishi, who's it going to be? All of them. All of them. Every Off and seek are going to jump over the barrier. Nia Jax, too? And Nia Jax. And Nia Jax, okay. What was that, Mike? I was just about to ask, what, uh, let's have like a little quick little segment. Where, where does The Rock think all this? Do you think The Rock mm-hmm. is just going to have like a promo? Is he going to come out for a match? What do you think Rock is doing? Because he's going to be at WrestleMania. I, I, think it, I think he's going to come out and uh, kiss Roman Reigns on the cheek. The crowd <laughs> will still boo. And he'll do the whole kissy huggy on the top of the thing, and he'll still boo, and it will be I like Rumble times too, but even worse. I forgot it was even on the show. I completely forgot. I forgot about Rocky. too. He's all over the advertising. I, I forgot he was on the show. Don't get me wrong. I love Rocky. I'm glad he's gonna be there. Who are the? Who are? Um, who's known as like who's gonna? Shawn Michaels is booked, right? Stone Cold um, too. Stone, Stone Cold. Cold. Yep. Stone Cold. And actually, I'm happy you brought up Stone Cold because for some reason, for a couple weeks. I was thinking that Stone Cold could have a significant role in Mania. I mean, of course he's going to be there because he's in Texas, but for some reason, I felt like he was going to have a significant role because on his podcast, the Steve Austin podcast, he was talking about how, you know, he's like, man, I'm getting in shape for Mania, you know, doing a cardio, running a mile or two. And I'm like, you don't run a mile or two just to cut a promo. <laughs> yeah. I thought, honestly, I thought that they were going to put one which was so stupid a couple weeks ago when Vince had this big announcement. I thought they were going to announce that Stone Cold or special guest referee for Hell in a Cell. I thought they were going to have a special guest referee, either Stone Cold or McFoley, to uh, officiate the Undertaker-Shane match. And then, and then Vince is like... Uh, Oh, it's going to be Undertaker's last media if he loses, which makes absolutely no sense from a storyline perspective because if Shane beats uh, Undertaker, Shane has control of WWE and can just say, oh, Undertaker is not last match. <laughs> it's so no stupid, yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah, no, just it just so asinine. But speaking of which, we'll get, oh, yeah. we'll get right to Random. it now. Go ahead. Random. I forgot to mention this, too. I don't know if you saw the pictures. Austin posted like a day or two ago 
with the caption of anything that happened at WrestleMania, and it was a picture from him and Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 17. Mm, I didn't see that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know what's so funny? Because for some reason, when Austin was was talking about doing cardio, and, and uh, you know, my brain was just working, for some reason I kept associating him with the Shane Taker match, as if there's some way in a funny way, you could twist Austin for some reason being involved in that match. Maybe. I don't know how he gets... Like, I don't think he like, should get like physically involved match, in anything like, if something like a, into a match. You know? I mean, I don't think like I don't think so either, and I think he'll say hell no for health reasons yeah. because of his neck. But for some reason, him talking cardio, then thinking what he can do for both sides, is just very intriguing. I, it'll be hilarious. It really would be. It would be hilarious to see. And plus, and, and Graham, this is for you, because you love fun facts. WrestleMania 32 in Texas, when Austin did something that was completely shocking at a mania, it was 15 years ago in Texas at mm-hmm. WrestleMania 17. I was just thinking that, so, yeah. Hey, 15 years ago hey. from Friday. Yeah. From TakeOver Dallas. Same state. Yeah. We'll see. And you, like you said, something shocking. Could Roman Reigns follow in Stone Cold's footsteps 15 years later at WrestleMania by joining the authority? We'll see. Which was the worst heel turn in the history of heel turns. But we don't need yeah. to get into that. <laughs> this is the exact opposite. This is the most necessary heel turn in the history of heel turns with the Roman Reigns, which is funny. Yeah. Not if he's joined the authority. As long as he goes heel. That's all I care about. If he joins Vince, I won't care. If he joins the Authority, it'll make no sense. No, it would make no sense. Like, beats Triple H's ass. Like, the Authority bye. should be fucking done. Let's yep. just get that over with. <laughs> Roman Reigns, I don't care if he kisses Vince's ass every <laughs> single week on Raw. As legit long as he kisses can... Vince's ass, too. Kisses Vince's ass. Legit. I, legit. Okay, kiss my ass club with the Roman Reigns. I'm fine with that as long <laughs> as they don't call it the Authority. End of story. The Authority, the authority should have been done uh, Survivor Series 2014. Yes. Oh, another... Another opportunity where they dropped the ball. Dolph Ziggler was a made man after that, and yep. then he was fucking—he was losing to the Miz two weeks later. Like, <laughs> <break>. <laughs> the Authority has been around for as long as they've been here at Endicott, which is crazy to think about. They've been around for two and a half years, over two and a half years. We thought the Authority was going to end two years ago at WrestleMania when Daniel Bryan vanquished Triple H, Batista, and Randy Orton in the same night of Mania, and look how that turned out. Two years later, we're still talking about the Authority. It's like they never go away. It's like fucking herpes or something. Legit, legit. When they lost the Survivor Series, they were off TV for like three weeks, right? A, a month, yeah. A month. And they got brought back. It was re- just and stupid. That's, like, that's what more of, that, and that's why we all love wrestling. And that, that was, Survivor Series was legit. I remember talking about this. Like, yeah. one of those moments where like we popped up off our couch and we got pumped because like Dolph Ziggler was down three guys to one and like, and Sting came out and everyone was going crazy. And like, that's the awesome moments in wrestling. And then you have, like, just oh, so many bad storylines and stuff like that. It's just, oh, it's so frustrating. Oh, yeah, the other guy, 90% of the time. Did you also, did you also see The Rock's post what on Instagram? What do you say? About, like, uh, about having a surprise or two for the show, been working mm. on it for months, for the most important part of the show, the fans. Oh. He's been, he's been I mean, teasing something think? for months, though, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. He's been teasing and, oh, something yeah. for months. Since we're, since we're talking... Are we now talking about Shane Taker, or, or is that coming up? Pretty much. I mean, we'll transition now. I mean, Mike, you had the perfect segue. I mean, you brought up Survivor Series 2014. Yeah, I got my spoiler. I'm about to share with you guys. Okay, perfect, perfect. So, I mean, I'm Survivor Series... two plus hours. Survivor Series 2014, the Authority lost. They're out of power. They come back a month later. 
So what reason do we have to believe that if Shane wins, that the authority won't be back a month later? You know what I mean? Like they pull this kind of, it's wrestling. Like if someone gets fired, they're back the next day. Like it happens all the time. So I'm still excited for the match regardless. We'll go around the horn here. Arden, I'll start with you. You've been waiting two and a half hours for your big prediction, your big spoiler for this match. So I'll start with you. Who do you got? Shane versus Taker. If Shane wins, he's got control of Raw. And The Undertaker, this will be his last WrestleMania inside Hell in a Cell. All right. So at the interview, there's WWE PR people there. Also at the interview, I also end up meeting a pretty cool audience member who's like a big John Cena fan who I forgot to get his name. I felt that he's a big fan. He plans on going to a couple of events. But either way, he was also speaking to some of the WWE PR guys. We're speaking as we left the show. You know, everybody's amazed that, you know, oh, we talked to Cena, got pictures of Cena and stuff. And he was like, hey, man. And I was talking to some of the WWE PR, PR guys. And it was like, Shane, you know, we're expecting Shane to win this match on Sunday. But we're expecting Shane to win this match via help from, we're still working on this, via the Aces and Eights. What the fuck? The Aces and Eights? Hopefully it's, they're talking about Balor Club. <laughs> it, was like, it, was like one of, it was like one of those two. It was like we're expecting Shane to get help from as a, as a definitive option. Wait, what, what is that two? It's not aces and eights. They, they don't even rec- they don't even acknowledge Tana. It can't be aces and eights. Wait, you said one of what two? The aces and eights or who else? Or Balor. Oh, uh, okay, okay. What's it's definitely name? Balor Club. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was like there was like one of those options, but it was like it was like definitely there was like Shane could very well get some help. The guys got money because because it was like it, it, correct me if I'm or whatever because you. Wasn't Ace and Ace Bubba Ray and one of the new guys, teenagers got? I mean, yeah. Sorry, WWE. Doc Gallows, yeah. Doc Gallows. Paul Anderson, yeah. 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 And then also, they said something about, wasn't a recent new Japan for wrestling guy a part of that group or no? Uh, not uh, Shinsuke. Nakamura wasn't. No, no, Nakamura yeah, wasn't. But, but, yeah, I was just told from him and some others, it was just like, you know, Shane, we're expecting Shane to win, and it's definitely going to come from help via group. So, mm. the thing is, like, for what you want. I actually want, but it's funny you mentioned, that's what I was told. It's funny you mentioned that, Arden, because I, I didn't think anything of this last night, but I live, like, I live, like, a mile away from, I live in Stanford, I live, like, a mile away from uh, WWE headquarters. And the apartment complex I live in uh, there's a few people who work over there. I don't know what they do or whatever. Uh, but last night, I felt like I was back at Endicott at, in Brindle Hall, for Christ's sake. We had a fire alarm. And literally, there's like 200 people outside of my apartment complex just hanging out outside in the cold because of a fire alarm. But we're sitting out, we're standing outside. And um, I'm talking to some kids that I play basketball with. And I was like, hey, you playing basketball on Thursday? He's like, I'm not sure yet. My boy... Uh, he works um, for WWE. He's a kid that we usually play basketball with. He's like, he's not going to be there Thursday, so we won't have enough numbers. And we start talking about, we start talking about um, Sunday. And he's like, there is, he's like, yeah, my boy said that there's a huge surprise. He didn't tell me anything, but he's like, there's a huge surprise in one of the matches. It's going to like blow the internet up. And I was like, whoa, like what? And he's like, I don't know what the specifics are, but something's going to happen Sunday that's going to like make people go nuts. It's got to be Balor Club. 
got to be Balor. Like I said, it makes sense, too, because even if Shane had interference and then he beats Undertaker, all he has to do the next night is say, okay, Undertaker, you're not retiring. Yeah, no. He owns the, he would own the company because <laughs> that's what the state is. So if Undertaker loses, Shane could just say the next night, you know, you're not retired now. Yeah. You can still wrestle WrestleMania yeah. because I won. So I, I feel control. like we're not talking takeover here, but no. we're, we'll save, we're, we're saving that for Thursday for WWEC Radio. But I think Balor wins via interference from uh, – Anderson and Gallows. So Balor Club debuts on Friday, and then they debut at WrestleMania on Sunday. We get a little Balor, you know, a little demon dead man face off inside Hell in the Cell. I don't think it's going to build to a match. It would be fucking amazing, but it's not, I don't think. Um, I'll say this right now. I think Undertaker's winning. I think Undertaker's winning. Despite everything that we just said, I think Taker's winning because I feel like the match was going to be Cena Taker, and I, I think Cena was going to win, or Taker was going to I don't really know. But I feel like. I feel like they they just substituted Shane because Cena's not there. And they could very well have Shane win. I want Shane to win. Don't get me wrong. But I'm going to go against the grain and say Taker. It's not a predictable match. But that's, not it, against, that's not against the grain. I feel like that's with the grain. But I mean, I know what you're saying. Like, everyone, I feel like people are talking themselves into Shane winning. But I've had a problem with this match ever since they first booked it. And like, when Shane showed up, everyone was pumped. And like, I was pumped too. I was like, oh shit, like, Shane McMahon's back. This is awesome. But then when you think about the just the match, the booking, like nothing about this match makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> nope. Like it's so absurd. I don't know who to look for. Like you're not going to boo the Undertaker. I don't even know why Undertaker's fighting for Vince McMahon. Uh, you know, it's like it's just so ridiculous. And then you're not going to have the only two people to beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. You're not going to have Brock Lesnar, legitimate badass. UFC champion, like, fucking, one of the biggest stars ever in WWE history. And then Shane McMahon also, you know? Like, <laughs> if, if, Shane, yeah. if Shane beats Undertaker, it, it kind of diminishes, like, Brock star power as well. A know? little bit, yeah. It's so, a joke. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It could go either way. I mean, if Shane wins, he puts the two in 22-2, and two, and if Taker wins, nothing changes. It's... It's a fucking cluster. This is a match straight out of like that uh, that it's some kid would make in WWE 2K16 and like my universe mode exactly. or something. Actually, it makes no sense at all. But like it's awesome. <laughs> it's definitely like one of the most anticipated matches. Yeah. Is the entire night, but it just makes it makes absolutely zero sense. So many stipulations, so little logic is basically what it is. So after everything that we just said, we'll go around the horn here. Final picks. I said I got Undertaker. Arden, are you going with Shane? I'm going with Shane O'Mac, Shane Money. Oh, I've got Shane O'Mac. Mike Yoder, who do you got? Undertaker, Dead Man. RJ, are you going to tie? Or, I'm going to uh... go with Shane O'Mac. Uh-oh. I can't deal with the authority anymore. Shane O'Mac, baby. <laughs> bringing a change to WWE. And that's WrestleMania 32 in a nutshell. Not really in a nutshell. Two hours in a nutshell. But, uh... That is WrestleMania 32. All these matches I'm looking forward to. I forgot to mention this, but I'm looking up and down the card on my iPad right now. Who thought, like, three months ago that Shane O'Mac would be back facing Undertaker inside Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania? Triple H and Roman Reigns, a match no one really wants to see, but they have a couple years behind it, so it makes sense. That's a match that makes sense and no one cares about. This match makes zero sense and everyone cares about, so it's a fucking clusterfuck. But um, Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar, a match that we've never seen before, should be exciting. Triple Threat Divas match, Jericho's back, Styles is in WWE, potential debut of the Balor Club, all these other matches... I'm excited. I'm more excited now after having done this show than I was two hours ago. 
So I'll ask one more time. We said at the start of the show, we'll go back to the original question. Uh, RJ, I'll end with you. So, Mike, are you excited for WrestleMania 32? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you brought up a good point right there. That my friend, when you asked me this two, two hours ago, um, you know, I was a little iffy. And I think you also brought up a very good, the way you said it made a ton of sense where is it too big to fail? Um, and I think that's definitely uh, a possibility. They've built, uh, you know, they built this thing up to, to the point where it's going to break the attendance record. You know, it's it, they're trying to make it the biggest show ever, um, and they might be setting the expectations so high that it'd be impossible, basically, to meet those expectations. Um, but you know, I feel like the build wasn't so par, uh, but it wasn't great. Uh, the build to WrestleMania was average, um, and the card itself. Has, has a lot of question marks, uh, and like we said before, they could use uh, they could use injuries as an excuse. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But after talking about it with you guys for two hours, I definitely am excited. Uh, I was contemplating watching the Walking Dead finale over WrestleMania. Wow, not, the case, not the case anymore. Not the case anymore. <laughs> gonna uh, gonna watch Mania, so uh, definitely um, definitely excited. Arden, how's your excitement level changed from now from two hours ago? To be honest, it hasn't changed. I mean, but that's because I was all I was already excited about. Ah, okay, media. okay. But I wasn't. I was, but, but I'm not gonna say like I was like super excited. It was just I was excited. Mm-hmm. But it was just more about being. I was just really just gonna go into Sunday just open minded. Because I think for this type of. Because honestly, here's how I really feel about this mania. I feel is that. It could be, I feel like this mania has the potential, has a really, has a wide range of potential. It could be either one of the best ones we've ever seen in recent memory, or it can be a pretty bad one. So I think when you're dealing with that, along with the fact that with what we talked about for two plus hours with so much unexpected things, it's the easiest thing to do is just to go in open-minded and see what happens, in my opinion. It's just... I think that's a great point, and I think that's what's going to, that's the way everyone, and people won't, obviously, because people are negative and stuff, but that's the way everyone should go into this mania, because if people go in with expectations that it's going to be the best mania ever, blah, 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 they're just inevitably going to be left out. You got to go in just, okay, it's going to be, it's WrestleMania, it's tradition, it's going to be fun, enjoyable show, going with an open mind, and it'll be an enjoyable night. But don't go in thinking, you know, that this is going to be, you know, best media ever, and the greatest show ever, and, you know, because then you're, just, you're going to get let down, because you're going to put the expectations way too high. Exactly. exactly. So I just think the best thing to do is just go in open-minded, you know, just just be ready for anything. I think that's the, I think that's the best advice. But I am excited, though. It's going to be a lot of fun. Couldn't have said it better. Hopefully. And there's a lot of pressure. WrestleMania 30 and 31 were pretty goddamn great. So WrestleMania 32 has a lot to live up to. And last but not least, RJ, are you excited for WrestleMania 32? The money question. I'm excited. Uh, I'm still 50-50. Like Mike said, I'm not overly excited. And I'm not saying it's going to be the greatest WrestleMania of all time. And I'm not going to say it's going to be the shit. It's going to be the worst WrestleMania of all time. I think if the, the, the pieces go where they should be, I think it's going to be a really good show. But... They, like I said, they could. I like Mike said. There's going to be a huge surprise. They have to. 
They're bumping this thing up like it's the greatest thing ever. It happens And WrestleMania year, 27 yeah. had the same build, but we had no surprise at all. And over the last two years of WrestleMania, we saw two big surprises. Dana Bryan winning, Cesaro winning. At that time, it meant something, but then now it doesn't. And then now, <laughs> we had last year with Seth Rollins cashing in. Like, probably the, and the streak got broken. Those are probably two of the biggest moments in WrestleMania history. Stone Cold coming back, Rock yeah, coming back, Hogan. It's not as big as the streak getting broken yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Seth Rollins cashing in. Those yeah. are probably two of not the biggest moments of WrestleMania of all time. So then now they need another memory to throw in that bank. Like you said, maybe a debut, an amazing match. I think th- there will have a big moment, but will that big moment oversee all the matches that happen? I think, like yeah. I said, it's 50-50 for me right now, but I am excited as always. I'm excited. I am ready for WrestleMania on Sunday, five days away. So pumped. Two and a half hours later, I, we're pretty much wrapping it up. But uh, what was that? Let me, let me cut you off real quick because I'm issuing a challenge right now the five horsemen, myself included, all right, relay the message, John's probably listening, relay the message to John, all right, we do, this is our third year of the uh, WrestleMania, you know, discussion roundtable, all right, mm-hmm. issuing the challenge right now, issuing the challenge right now, very easy to travel there, should not be too expensive, next year, WrestleMania 33, let's try and get a live roundtable, five of us go to WrestleMania, Let's make it happen. Let's do it. That's my plan. I'm planning on going. We're already planning on going. We're going to be there. We're going. Oh, Mr. Marceau, John Knapp, Arden, hopefully you're going to be there too. We're all going to WrestleMania. I'm planning on going again. I am very intrigued. I'm very intrigued. I'm very intrigued to go. Bold prediction. Let's do it. One year from today. We're going to go back on the show. Check the archives, people. We're going to look back on the show and say we made the prediction then that we were going to WrestleMania. We're doing the live roundtable prediction show in Florida for WrestleMania. In Orlando. And there's only one word I could say. There's only two words that I could say. Hashtag book it. Hashtag book it. We'll see you next year in Orlando. And that's then. This is now WrestleMania 32 on Sunday. Before we go off the air, as always, we're going to go around the horn with cheap plugs. Mike Yoder, you first. Got your plug for tomorrow. Um, Anything else you want to plug for the people? Uh, Again, tomorrow, uh, no wrestleaddict.com. As always, always a pleasure. And Arden, as for your post show, hopefully we're going to try to make it. Depends how my, how much my voice is gone after all the surprises happen on Sunday. I marked the fuck out last year. Ask RJ when Ar- when Rollins cashed in. My voice was gone for like three days, <laughs> literally watching from home, not even being there. So we'll see about the post show. I would love to be a part of it. But uh, hey, other, man, I can't blame you that. I can't blame you on that at all. <laughs> But other than that, you got your Mania Memories podcast, meeting John Cena, a lot of great things happening. Anything else you want to plug for the people, brother? Oh, man, it's just, you know, Mania Memories. I'm definitely figuring out when to drop the next one, which will be the final one. It's been a great special project I've been doing. But it's just that, uh, of course, please follow me on Twitter at Arden Sports Talk, A-R-D-E-N Sports Talk. And then it's just as simple as that. Follow me on there. I post a lot of stuff every day, especially oh, yeah, my content. I'm not cutting you off, but our man, our man, Arden, you got a race coming up soon too, right? Yeah, man, I got a big race coming up on Saturday. That's my WrestleMania for mm-hmm. running. I got a Wish, wish the yep. kid good luck. Wish good luck, my brother. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man, 10K, basically 
6.2 miles. I've been training for it. I'm feeling pretty good, so I'm going to come through. Big race, big race Arden. Hashtag big race Arden. Big race Arden. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. So good luck with that. And then, Mr. Marcel. Thank you. Mr. Marcel, you're welcome. Scott, you're on the Twitter at RJ underscore Marceau. Um, you can check out all my articles on nextrwrestling.net at Artie's Two Cents. Um, articles going up every day of the week? Every day of the week so far. All WrestleMania themed. So uh, take your time out of your day and share, like, and subscribe. Love it. Love it. Like you said. And so. RJ, enjoy your last month of school because, like I said, once after after like May 20th, your life goes downhill. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to Extreme Rules the day after I graduate. It's not going to be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> going to, he's taking me with him. He's yeah, taking me with picking him. Picking up GSM, we're going. Going to Extreme Rules. So remember the date. It's May 22nd, right? Yep. May 22nd. So May 21st, I graduate. you're graduating, and it's Arden's birthday. Oh. Big day. Big day. Ah, big day. May 21st, can't wait. And that's about it, folks. WrestleRant Radio, March 29, 2016. WrestleMania 32 on Sunday. I am exploding with excitement. I can't wait. RJ, are you excited? I'm excited. I am amped. And we'll be back next Tuesday, another two-hour spectacular. John might be joining us at Brandon Dross might be joining us. He'll be at WrestleMania representing WrestleRant Radio, wearing the shirt to the show. Got to represent the WrestleRant Radio brand. Excited for that. New episodes every single Tuesday right here, nextairwrestling.net. Like RJ said, check out RJ's Two Cents. And on Thursday, if you're listening to this on Tuesday night or on Wednesday, on Thursday, new episode of WWEC Radio. We are doing our NXT TakeOver Dallas predictions. We spent two and a half hours on WrestleMania 32 here today. Wait to see what we have in store on Thursday when we talk NXT TakeOver Dallas. It's going to be a blast. But until then, guys, have a great rest of WrestleMania week. For RJ Marsu, Arden, and Mike Yarder, I'm Graham G.S. Matthews, and I'll catch you folks down the road at WrestleMania.